0: hello friends and welcome to an exciting episode of snap judgment's podcast we are joined today by some of marvel snap's best human beings and the best player in the game so before we go any further i'm aaron glazer of the podcast and we are joined today by our friend and yours savage yeti gaming how you doing yeti
1: i'm good happy to be roy's replacement for the day oh you're gonna do so much better than he would.
0: We are also, uh, <laughs> sorry. Actually, before, see, I'm not Roy. I'm not a good. I'm not a good Roy. Yeti, how could our viewers find you?
1: I have a YouTube channel. I'm sure you guys, if you guys watch the podcast, I've been around. Uh, Savage Yeti Gaming Marvel Snap on YouTube. I have a Twitter. You'll find it all. Just Savage Yeti Gaming.
0: Cool. We are also joined by our very sick friend, the man who says his name is Peaceful but believes in nothing but war. How you doing, Peaceful see
2: Nothing but war. Wow. I'm I'm a lot better right now than I was probably like 36 hours ago. I almost, I almost messaged you yesterday and was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it this week. But things have turned around. I've slept like something like 40 hours in the last two days. So things are looking up.
0: <laughs> L- literally looking awake. Well, how can our <laughs> friends
2: find you, Peaceful? Well, uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash as I I stream six, sometimes seven days a week, but usually six days a week on there. And then you can find me on YouTube at Peaceful C. I'm going to say Peaceful this. Peaceful
0: Snap. Ooh, Peaceful C Snap on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to say this just because I think it's true. Uh, if you like my content on YouTube, I think Peacefuls is the single player who's most similar to mine. Oh. We also have... The one and only, the best player in Marvel Snap, bar none. Uh, no one yells at me about it when I say it anymore. Everyone just kind of goes, yeah, we know. It's Lambie. How you doing, Lambie?
3: <laughs> hey, yo, what's awesome, up, man? Glad to be back. Always glad to film this with you guys. I uh, always have so much fun. Thanks. Glad to have you. We love having you on. And if anyone doesn't know
0: how to find you because they've lived under a rock and missed the Conquerors event, how could they do so? <sighs>
3: Right. Uh, you can find me on X.com slash Lambie Series GG. Uh, you can also find me streaming on Twitch. uh at Twitch.tv slash Lambie Series TV. Usually streaming around like uh nine AM EST approximately. And I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, what's my handle? Ah, uh, Lambie Series Gaming <laughs> on YouTube. Yes, awesome. uh, so you yeah, can I can me So well. <laughs> yeah, peaceful definitely. knows. this is a. Uh, it's my latest platform. So yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to remember my. Username, but anyway, uh, that's about it for now, yeah. Hey,
0: and do you and Peaceful do anything together that me- we might want to plug?
3: Yeah, um, so we, we have this uh, segment called uh, Next Level Snap. You guys should really check it out because uh it's basically where me and Peaceful go through some very important like topics on how to get good in Marvel Snap, like simple things like uh when to snap, how to manage tilt, uh stuff like that. Uh it's like uh so we have like seven, eight episodes up right now. You can just go check it out. Uh it's it's not like the most colorful and like beautiful thing ever, but like in terms of like um getting you to be better at the game. It's a very important resource, and sometimes I would rewatch the videos myself, and I also learn from them. <laughs> I, I forgot I said that. So I fully, fan to, uh, fully plan to plagiarize you guys.
0: I do Marvel Snap Pro Tips in my videos, and I, I had like a list of 60, and I'm almost out. So I'm like, hmm, how do I get you know, more Pro Tips? Oh, wait, my friends have this video that I can just take. <laughs> it's a good place to look. <laughs> Seriously, where I'm going to look. I'm not even kidding. I was getting yeah. nervous about it. I was like,
1: wait, what am I talking about? All right. So, friends, if you'd like also- to... F- oh, go for it, Ed. That tilt video is, is, is really good. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to it twice. So yeah. it. Oh, nice. I appreciate it. I don't tilt. I have so
0: many flaws, That's but it. I don't tilt. I hate you. No, I tilt for like 0. 0.2 That's seconds. Insane. Like if I lose a close game. So the the highest-take card game I ever played, I lost on a 50-50 on the last turn. And I got up, I went fuck, and then I went and gave my opponent a hug and get, rubbed his head and wished him luck, and it was gone. It was just gone. It's like great. yeah, I don't know why my yeah. brain just doesn't like like I'm the least competitive person in the world, which is probably why. Like I like winning, but I don't actually care if I win.
1: I'm going on tilt listening to you tell me that i'm sorry um, it's it's yeah yeah, it's making me feel like i'm i'm
2: doing something wrong in my life but that's that's great i'm happy for you i'm sorry i just go ahead and move on let's go ahead and move on all
0: right so (laughs) moving on if you would like to engage with us in many many other ways i'm going to go over a couple really quick ones you can find us on twitter at snap judge cast you can find us on our own youtube at snap judgments pod double check that i post daily videos there we're on the marvel snap zone discord if you're watching this on the marvel snap zone youtube we're also on every podcatcher if you're listening to this on a podcatcher check the marvel Snap Zone youtube there's a lovely slideshow and we have a brand new patreon i'm not going to give you a whole advertising spiel but the link will be in the show description and that's that let's get to the episode because today is super packed we're going to start with Celine. Celine is a one negative one series five six thousand tokens on reveal, afflict the lowest power card in each player's hand with negative three power. What do you think of her so far, uh, Sleepy Peaceful?
2: Well, I, it's funny to me how much a couple weeks can change because I would have thought before Black Widow got changed to a three cost that this was going to be one of the most obnoxious cards in the game. Just because in partnership, like on turn three, being able to play Black Widow into this was just going to be really toxic. And her, like Black Widow going to three, I think, has really balanced her out. I think she's a much more fair card now. She's not as easily bounced, and you can't play her as easily along with Celine, which makes this card a lot worse in my mind. I know a lot of people have told me that it's amazing in Galactus. I haven't actually tried that out myself yet, but I'm not super impressed. I think this card is one of those cards that's great when everything works out perfectly and really bad every other time, and that's just not a good card. So,
0: Yeti?
1: Um, I mean, I like it. I don't think it's super necessary to, you know, spend your tokens on or anything. But if you like playing Junk, you like playing Galactus, it it does its job in those decks. So I'm happy with it. I like where it landed. It's not um, super annoying. The black window combo is not really... I mean, you can play it on four, but it's not as bad as it would have been.
3: All right, so this guy's quite interesting. Uh, Personally, I when I saw the card, I, I never once thought it was going to be good, which is quite interesting because I, I did think Annihilus was good. Uh, I, I did think like the whole Annihilus Sentry junk thing with Hood was going to be good. But this one, my issue with this card is that like, you know, there are some cards in the game that are just not good to draw on turn 6. That's one, right? This is like the worst card to draw on turn 6 ever because uh, zero use case, right? Okay. Uh, and secondly, um, it's like this card needs to support a very particular archetype and that particular archetype uh, probably runs better with like a different twelve card in the slot currently. So I I've played a, a bit around with it. Uh, with the card just, cause, just for science, right? Um, she she's very often dead in my hand, and I mean that once in a while you get to hit your opponent's Iron Man that kind of thing. This feels really good, but um, I I I just I just don't have much to say about her in the sense that she's just very um, she she's just very just very uh, she was a bit overrated. I feel like like when people uh initially saw her. Um, so definitely not something I would willingly spend 6,000 on. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe the meta might, like, be kinder to her in the future. But for now, I think even Junk decks don't fully need this card in their deck. I mean, she's bad, right? Like, Junk isn't especially good.
0: We figured out really quickly that Annihilus was freaking phenomenal. I think Annihilus is probably one of the top 10-ish cards in the game. But, like, Annihilus isn't any good... Like, in a junk deck, really, because then you need him or you die, and that's terrible. So Nihilus is good if you can just run Sentry and you have other options, like filling the lane. Or if you just have Hood because, like, your downside with Hood is so small, right? And the upside of a Demon is huge. Selene, if it doesn't work, is just all downside. And, like, if you play her and then you don't draw Nihilus or Nihilus gets pigged or whatever nonsense happens, you just hurt your power for nothing. Like I just I don't think she's good like at all, like I think she's got use cases and the use cases is basically like, Galactus is bad. If you would like to make Galactus slightly less bad, please feel free.
3: Let me. Oh, I just want to add also though that like um I have been hit by like here and there once in a while like on the first forty eight hours of her release like they go like Selene into um um Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that one hurts, but like. It's like one scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Like if 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 Celine needs like hop goblin, honestly, you don't feel it as much because it comes so late. But like like Celine uh, into a three negative six green goblin, yeah, that hurts a little bit. Obviously, if you're playing a bounce or destroy strategy, then it matters not at all. But yeah, that's just one thing that I guess uh, made me feel like she was like, okay, she's played, but yeah, that's or or if they have a nihilist too, right?
0: Yeah, like it's just there's an. I don't know. I think Annihilus is probably too good as I'm thinking about this. It's just Annihilus is, like, she needs Annihilus to be
2: kind of rare to be good, and Annihilus is very common. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wonder if she would actually be a playable card if Annihilus wasn't one of the better overall packages just to put in your deck. Like, you Mm -hmm. can stick Hood, you know, Sentry, and Annihilus in a deck and run it, and it'd be pretty good, and then you just randomly get to avoid losing to stuff like a negative six Green Goblin, even if they do have it. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm happy that she's not too good because she'd be a really obnoxious card to have be really strong. But yeah, she's not good.
0: Speaking of cards that would be obnoxious to be really strong, but they're not. How do we feel about Shaw? Let's start with Yen.
1: Uh, I like Shaw was a season pass card, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that far back. Yeah. I liked it as a season pass card, to be honest. I liked not having a super overpowered card that fits in a specific deck that feels good to play, that's fun to play. Um, I don't think he's, you know, meta-defining or anything like that, but he has been fun. I did enjoy playing server for a while when he came out. And uh, I like those types of season pass cards. I don't want more Zabus or Lokis.
3: Lammy? Yeah, I mean, uh, if every month was like Elsa, Miss Marvel and uh, Loki, <laughs> we would have a problem, right? Like, uh, honestly. So, I think uh, where Shaw was at was that um, it released decently strong, but it's only decently strong in a particular shell. And um, so far, Surfer has been the only one that really plays the card. I, I think it's fine this way. Like, it's fine that this card is just good in, like, one particular shell. Because, like, you know, it's not it's not strictly, like, you have to buy the season pass to compete you know Shaw's Shaw's the kind of card that if you don't have you are not really that upset you don't really miss out much but uh, I do think that he fits very naturally into Surfer which is a good thing and Peaceful I mean, I think they covered it pretty
2: well. Shaw's, like, like th- almost maybe the perfect level of a season pass card where it's going to make a deck better. Like, I think the surfer decks are better now that Shaw's around. It gives you another really high-stated three-cost that, you know, can almost solo a lane. It definitely helps that deck a ton, but it doesn't, like, it's not like Elsa was just insane you know like loki was just insane miss Mar- i would even say miss marvel you can include in that where it just literally created or like completely revitalized entire decks by itself that's that's too much it, it, it gets to the point where it feels like you have to have that card to really compete with the the current metagame and that's just not i think it's too much i think this is the perfect level
0: i think this is too weak like and not like too weak in surfer decks too weak because it only goes in surfer decks like there's no i don't think it's an exciting card and i want season pass cards to be exciting i I think like nebula was kind of the perfect season pass card where it was good it went a lot of decks but it's not actually broken like they miss on season pass cards so much more than they hit it's completely like ridiculous but i just i think that okay a i hate him because his presence killed that surfer deck i was really enjoying the one uh the woody deck i really love that deck i thought it was oh, yeah. super that's fun a deck. yeah really creative and shaw killed it but like beyond that i just think that like what's interesting about surfer has never been that it's the biggest stats and shaw means that surfer doesn't run tech and just tries to do the big stats and that's so dull like Surfer was the big stats that ran all the tech cards, and now it's just the big stats that has a bunch of cards that make the big stats go up more. And like, we already have a thousand archetypes that do that. I think Shaw's boring design.
2: Yeah, that's fair. He's he's. I I wouldn't say he's boring. I think he he. I like. I personally like the surfer decks that he's running. I especially like enjoyed the ones that were very all in on like him and Dawkin, but. I kind of tend to like see your point because a lot of the times I was much happier curving Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dawkin than I was curving Shaw (laughs) when it was a deck built around Shaw and Dawkin was just there to give you extra synergy. It was kind of funny. So I get what you're coming from. Lemby?
3: Yeah. um, Honestly, I also enjoyed the the Woody Surfer a bit more. Uh, The one with like subtle small move package Mm -hmm. and... um, less about just, like, pure pure power. I mean, I like stats, but, like, uh, I like more variations in my stats. Like, there's, like, movement stuff uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff, like, for the other deck. Um, yeah, Uh, I think I spent about, like, maybe one day playing this card and I never touched it ever again.
2: <laughs> I got infinite and I was done.
3: <laughs> that was me. I play it every weekend
0: for about an hour. Oh, there, Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, blob, and I think since we all know blob is
3: great we'll start with Lambie this time is blob the best 6 cost card in the game? right uh, it's probably like the second best 6 cost card in the game, the best one is doom uh, I-, I think in terms of like which one is more common in general in the game, doom cannot be beat right, doom is the most commonly played 6 cost in the game I'm pretty sure uh, I'm obviously pre nerf Chavez but that's not a thing anymore, but uh, yeah so blob, when I saw the card like in the data mines and stuff like that i was like okay this is broke like i don't know okay i will not say i don't know but like i guess it took a while for people to catch on to it but i was calling this card broke for like a month and a half before it got released because this card just um flips things in a very special way it's like uh, a lot of like high level marvel snap plays involve um like knowing what's your opponent's reach like how big exactly and then do you stay, do you retreat um, based on how big exactly, right? Mm-hmm. But blob is not just big. Blob is unknown big. Mm-hmm. And unknown big is very difficult to, to play against. Because like I said, like if you win by beating a 15 power blob, but you lose to a 16 power blob, you know that kind of thing. So you, you don't exactly know. Uh, you can like do perfect deck tracking and all that, but the thing is, you don't know what's exactly in your opponent's hand. So blob is powerful. I mean, at, at most of, most of the time right now, people just slam blob on six, and they just like say, uh, "Screw it, it's gonna be big enough." But like, there are many situations whereby um you actually need to know roughly how big big the blob is, and like know the range it is in before you can actually stay or leave a game. And uh, this is the power of blob as well. Obviously, also blob revived uh Thanos for the most part. Where it's like Thanos has been the best it's been in a while because of the Blob's resurgence in the, uh, Blob, uh Blob Blob's introduction into the game. So that's one thing I like about Blob. But in general, I just think Blob is one of the best six costs uh release into the game that it's not like from the base set and um yeah uh, I'm enjoying the card a lot. I get to play Thanos again. Yeti. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um,
1: I think that Eliath getting nerfed gave gave Blob a lot of room to be where it's at. Uh, I also play it on mobile a lot, and it's really fun to not know how big my blob is going to be and just roll the dice. True. So he's a fun card, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the best six drops. I'm curious how good he would be if uh, pre-nerf Eliath. Hmm. Um,
0: I feel like I don't know. I think he's better yeah. than. So like, I don't think he's better than base Elioth, right? Like six five life. I think mm-hmm. he's better than the first nerf I don't think Eliath was that good after that first nerf everyone thinks I'm crazy but like so Eliath has always been a card I never see I guess I see it more now because like I stopped expecting it all the time but if I just lost to Eliath I just left so I was never really seeing the damn card if I saw it I was beating it so like it and I never had that feel bad experience with Eliath because like if they played it they, like I knew they had it every deck had it right So, like, if it was like, oh, Eliath beats me, it was just once I lost to it enough times that I got it through my thick head that, like, that was going to be a thing that happened. I stopped caring about it.
2: Right. Peaceful. I was going to say the only six drop I think that ever compared to Blob on release was, like, original Eliath. Like, Mm -hmm. at launch, 6 5 Eliath. That card was crazy. But I think after they toned his power down a little bit, I think he's. He's fine. Like I, I, I think the second Nerve to a Life was completely unnecessary. I think Blob, Blob's cool because, like Lammy said, a it revived my favorite deck, which is Thanos. But also just because it's just such an, it's a hard to predict card, and it. But it's also like it's not an auto win in a lot of situations, which makes it really fun and interesting. Trying to like, I, I just really enjoyed the Blob Mirrors. I know a lot of people hate them, but it's like it's kind of funny, like getting to the end of the game and having to figure out what what the blob is going to end up being on both sides or even where to play the blob. I've like won plenty of games where they blob and I just played to a, to a different lane and kind of, and still get the win. And it it they they just have this like 80 power blob sitting there winning one lane and I won the other two. Like it just creates a lot of fun scenarios in the game that I, I personally very much enjoy. And it's a very powerful card. I think that's the perfect balance. Like I know a lot of people hate blob. They think he's too strong. I I don't really agree. He dies to two of the most common tech cards that you can run in the game. And it's very easy to like if they're if you if you lose the blob, it's kind of like the new Eliot in a way, in my opinion. Where if you lose to them putting a blob in a very specific lane and you can't win the other two lanes, then you just leave. It's like it's just the new Eliot to me. So I I like Blob. I think he's great. I think like Lammy said, other than Doctor Doom, he's probably the best six drop in the game. You the only one I can think of that even competes was original Elioth. So...
3: Yeah, I want to add also that, like, uh, I said something way back when Blob was, like, before Blob's launch and, like, uh, on its launch, that aged really, really well. And people don't even realize that they're saying it right now, which is amazing. Like, I, I felt very prophetic about this one, which is, like, I said that one of the most commonly said things on streams right now would be, oh, if they have Blob, I lose. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> clearly, very often, people are be like, oh, no, if they have Blob, uh, it's too big, I lose. Uh, it's It's happening so much right now. And... Yeah, because the th- that's the thing about blob, right? Um, it's so big, but you don't know how big. Uh, it's like you mentioned earlier about a lieup as well, a uh, glazer, which is like if you know you lose, you lose to a lieup, you leave, mm-hmm. right? So you don't get to see it as often. But you know for sure if you lose to blob, if it's uh, let's say your opponent has drawn so many cards, or if they are like a Thanos there and they've played some stones, or if they, you know, that kind of thing. Like you don't exactly know how big it is, and if you have like eight cubes on the line. You're just like oh, if I leave here and the blob is too small, I feel not very smart. But if uh I don't leave here and the blob is not that small or too big, I lose here that kind of thing. So also one more thing about blob is that like I mean uh because blob Thanos is a uh, Thanos naturally is like weak versus Loki, right? So uh blob makes the matchup a little bit closer, which is that uh the Thanos's blob I've never seen a I've never seen a stolen blob from Loki be bigger than a Thanos <laughs> blob in my life. So that that does make the matchup. A bit closer, and I think it's really important. there's like one more card that Thanos has that, when Loki steals, is definitely worse for the Loki player. Uh, so yeah, like 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 um, peaceful said it's not like a N or B all six cost card. Like if you play it, you just win for sure, right? Cause certain decks when they play it, it doesn't win for sure. Mm-hmm. Like if a Loki that plays block, it doesn't win for sure. So yeah, it's kind of like you need a bit of a build around as well. So uh, the card is card is really good uh don't don't nerf this card it's like just a good six cost card because like remember what they did to doom it became like a Mm -hmm. 544 that was bad like that was bad but so i don't think they should nerf this card like almost ever because the game needs good six cost cards right they they just need some good six cost cards to exist without and this is like in a fine spot so yeah that's why i like what block so (laughs) they're not in two power off this card Go ahead,
2: Diesel. I leave it alone. Like, They're they going to. They, That's what they do. They keep they keep doing this to our good six drops, and it seems like usually the reason, other than Elioth, usually the reason is, oh well, it's like Doom. They just it's like, well, it's the most played six cost card in the game. I'm like, make better six cost cards then. <laughs> like, stop yep. killing all of the good six cost. It's your whole turn. You can't play it till turn six unless you're going to play Wave in your deck or Ramp in your deck. Like, most of the time, that card is going to be your finisher. They need to be good and they keep killing the good six cost ones to the point where you can't really play them and then we're stuck playing doom or you know whatever else i mean you're going to kill blob at some point we're going to be back to just putting doom in all of our decks as a over-the-top finisher and i'm going to be sad so
0: if kyara exists and like we're still i don't know if by the time people listen to this they're actually going to release um the new season information or not, but as of recording, we have no new season information. So that we think it's a planet Hulk season is according to data mines right now, right? Like it's entirely possible. We wake up tomorrow and it's like, and enjoy the pet Avengers season. And we're just like, wait, what? Like, there's no way to know for sure. Right? Like they've proven to us that data mines aren't super reliable, but it's probably a planet Hulk season. However, Firestar last season got pulled. I think the conversation around blob changes with Kyrie in the game. I think it might be too good with Kyra, because then there's only one answer to it in the whole game. I guess there's two, but, like, does Valkyrie count? Um, but once there's only one answer to it, I think that changes things.
2: Yeah. Do you really think Kyra is going to be running that many decks? I think that's a card that's a little overrated, personally. So I think, think you have to want I both she's sides good in Thanos, that. And she's good in Evolutionary. To... Yeah, I, I, I agree with you about like it possibly being good in Thanos, but, like, that's such a specific, like, you need both sides of that to be good for that card to be insane. Like it's fine. If it protects your one drops, it's fine. If it protects your one or maybe two, six drops you get in play. But uh, I don't know. I I I think that card has gotten a lot more hype than it deserves. Personally. I I did until I realized evolutionary
0: and Thanos, right? Like when Thanos was bad, I agreed, but like, I can't just kill monger off the stones is a nightmare. If I can get priority, and they should have priority, right? And, like, I can't just get rid of that sunspot, and Misty Knight is a nightmare.
2: It'll be very good in, like, an Inchi Not style build, but then what are you cutting for it? That's always the Cosmo. question, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But Cosmo's very good in certain matchups, so, you know, it doesn't stop Shadow King. It doesn't stop a lot of other things that Cosmo would, so that's interesting. We'll see. I think it's. I, th- I think it's a good card. I don't think it's like... I think it's like a 3 out of 5. I don't think it's a, a
1: 5 out of 5, I guess is what I'm saying. Kind of random, but does Oliath still destroy face-down 6 yes. drops? Yes. yes. Oh, I yeah. No, no stats while face-down.
4: Yeah.
0: Lambie, land on Kyra for us.
3: So, I'm leaning more towards uh, like what Peaceful said as well, which is... uh. I, I think the card might be a bit overhyped because like firstly it's a 3-4, right? Yep. If I'm not wrong. Kyra is mm-hmm. 3-4, right? It protects one and sixes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's actually gonna be a like worse armor. <laughs> it's very weird. But like I feel um if armor was actually okay, let's just say kyra was like something in the base set and um armor was something that's a newly released um uh, card right in the next set or whatever I think armor might be way more popular than Kyra ever will be like if I if I thought about it like because I feel like armor is just too easy to use and it's like one cost cheaper Kyra I feel I, I get why it can be good but it feels like it feels like you're playing the card and hoping your opponent plays the counter if not like it's relatively dead it's, it's Kyra would be it would be something that I would consider if it was a two cost like two mm-hmm. three as well or like Maybe even 2-2. Two, two. But at 3 costs uh, in, in a game with only 6 turns, I, I don't really want to invest my turn 3 into this card. Like, I don't even really want to invest my turns into Cosmo at all nowadays anymore because, like, 3-3 three, three is not great. But, like, obviously Cosmo blocks combos too, so there's something to consider. Uh, Kyra feels like you need your opponent to have exactly what you are worried about to actually even warrant playing the card. So, I think meta-dependent. Uh, Currently, my stand is that it's, like, a worse armor, actually. That's- how much I power would I mean, it need to have for you to
1: want to drop it on three?
3: Five. Yeah. Three-five. Yeah. Three-five is like the, like the, the thing, premium the, the thing, Or like a scaling three-four, which mm-hmm. is like sure. But other than that, probably three-five. Yeah.
2: The, the thing about, like, you got to think about with cards like that is it, it's got kind of, like the great thing about armor is you can usually get it down into the turn they're doing it. Like she comes down the same turn as killmonger. So you have to be winning for it to protect your one drops. So like, mm-hmm. if they know you're playing a deck that might have Kyra, they can just play killmonger on three and kill them. Right. Good point. And you have to have her in play already. Most of the time, unless you're playing, I, I, I can't think of a deck that can play Kyra and then get down multiple six drops to make her really worth it. Like they're not going to try and shame your six drop. If a Kyra is sitting in play. Right. So like, i mean i don't don't know it it just limits the value you get from her so much like part of what makes armor so great is you can snipe their you can snipe their shang or whatever right that you know that you you, they snap you like they have a shang you play the armor on that lane because you have priority and you win like it's a lot harder to do that with kaira because your big cards are going to be six drops right and you have to play them on turn six usually (laughs) so i don't know that's just she requires very specific situations to be really really good and most of the time she's just going to be fine so scar
3: right yeah like all I, that I do think she's fine scar.
2: Scar. yeah but then what deck are... are we
3: are we gonna discuss scar because yeah. i i realized that i, I actually kind of like the cut yeah. uh okay i like the cut not because like, i know for sure it's gonna be good but, but i want it to be good i like this kind of cuts like i, I love shihong shihong was yeah i think one of my back when it was like what at its original like like series, series right? i bought it straight up I think. Mm-hmm. I think i bought it without without any consideration like mm-hmm. I, I just love the card they kind of that style of cards that uh controlled energy cheat style obviously scar is like worse because it's not just about ending the turn with energy left but like you i think building for scar is not to build for a 0 10 scar you should build for a 210 scar based on like based on like the amount of cards that we have in the game right now and like what we can do with the Energy curve without compromising too much. I think a 210 Scar is something that can be quite overpowered. Like, if you go like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying we always place entry or Atuma, but like, like a 410 and then a 510 plus, and then you go Scar for two costs on six plus a Shang to kill their biggest thing plus uh, anything, two plus four kind of situation is it's insanely strong. Like, I think Scar is one of those cards that, like, um, 010 is might be a pipe dream right now for now. But a 210 plus another big cut, like a hawk, like a Shang, like a I don't know, SK along with a two ten on <laughs> turn six is it's such a huge tempo swing. So I really want it to be good. But currently, obviously, there's not many like on curve big cost stuff that we can really play right so well it's fun. hopefully um that's a way to fit all that in yeah
2: yeah i was gonna say it's funny you said atuma century and Darkhawk because those are all cards that are four
3: right yeah so yes exactly. Zabu. exactly zabu
2: is where i'm excited to play it i think that's something that people are sleeping on a little bit i think that's my favorite home for him right now but i think scar is an excellent card uh, i think it's pretty
3: balanced too but i think it's an excellent card and he's at least good in shuri right? balanced as well yeah
2: Huh? Yeah, probably.
3: Like, if you can get it to a two ten, and you can just go, like, 4 plus 2 with the Shuri on 6, which is kind of interesting as well. I mean, last yeah, like, we were talking yeah. about Zabu. All these things are
0: all false. Yeah, you go, you yeah, go Sauron sorry. into Typhoid Mary into whatever, Red Skull, right? And Typoid. Like, yeah. now it's 2, and you have a 2 two ten on your last turn that you can play with
3: Ebony Maw and all the other bullshit. Like, it's just... Oh, there there is a way that you can get it to zero ten, 10 though, but, like, it's so cheese. I was just thinking about it because I really like the color. Like, you go, like... You go like gla- you go like what's that? Uh, you go forge into gladiator. Oh God! Then you Ooh, that, that's yeah. the that's the well, that's the but ten but power that lo- you need early. Now but...
0: losing the power because you have to play Sauron. Otherwise, uh, typhoid gives you negative one.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then you also have to play forge into gladiator, yeah. which is already very like cringy and yeah. like mimi. so <laughs> yeah. but like I'm just saying, that's like one way I saw it's it fair. happening. All
0: right. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have Havoc thoughts? Because Havoc is my favorite card
3: this month. I know he's not very good, but he's good. Alright, can I start on this yeah. one? I just want to say that like I've said in like five different places that it is not good and I'm 100 percent wrong. I, I don't I okay. I was wrong after I saw Lauren's article, I went to like re- revisit it, revisit the card and I was like, okay, this card's actually quite good. Like I actually think he is actually quite good. Um the amount of okay. games that I won because of a 2-8 have, mm-hmm. uh specifically 2-8 because you played on turn mm-hmm. five. then 2-4, then 2-8. It's also one of the most awkward cuts. Like, you don't realize this, but when you play against it, it's also one of the most awkward cuts to Shadow King in your Mm -hmm. life because it goes back up to 2-4 and you will realize how impactful this extra plus 4 that cannot be stopped... uh, is when you play games against it. Because like a lot of the times when you Shadow King a lane, right? You can't really commit too much else extra on the final turn because like you need to play stats elsewhere to win the game as well. This thing just goes back plus four after you commit Shadow King to it. So it's it's actually very strong. And uh, a lot of decks that I play right now, like 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 bounce-related stuff, like um maybe like uh, some some lockdown-related strats or maybe Miss Marvel stuff. Like you don't actually need the full six energy on the final turn, right? You if you build up like your tempo. Um, and you have you have Havoc on the board like on five. I mean sometimes you can play it on six, then you have no loss, but like if you play it on five sometimes, uh it just uh it just wins. And also Havoc is one of those cards that solos closed off locations. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember recently there was this like kiln um hot location thing? Like I'm not saying that you only play Havoc during those periods, but like during the kiln hot location, right? You just drop a Havoc like you drop a Havoc there on turn four. It's also very crazy, right? You auto-win that lane. And then if you play little, little guys, you can still win the other lanes with only 4 energy left. It's quite... uh, It's therapeutic and it's interesting at the same time. So I feel like... I uh, just want to say first that I, I think Havoc actually is very underrated right now. The card's strong. The Hitmonkey bounce is just a good deck.
2: Mm-hmm. Mr. C? Um, I have torn feelings on Havoc because I've had horrible luck playing with it, but a lot of that was with the decks that I actually tried it in it. I do think it's a good card and I think it's good specifically in the ways that you all mentioned it, where you're either playing a deck that's very low to the ground and doesn't mind losing energy here and there, or you're playing it in a deck where you play ahead for most of the game. You play it on turn five and just take, you're just like, Hey, it's a, it's a basically a three, eight. That's really good. Three, eight with no, like no other costs, no other restrictions. It just costs you three energy over two turns. So it's not, not a bad deal at all. And you know, I, I do think the the havoc viper thing it's kind of good they nipped that in the bud but I also don't think that that was all that strong in the sense that that's where I lost a lot of my games was because you're like you're setting up this play that then turns around and like punishes you for the rest of the game as well and you're behind on tempo because you just gave them this huge unit on their board yeah it's sucking their energy away but it doesn't matter because they win this lane for free unless you play a shadow King or something there, which is harder to do because you have less energy every turn. It's an interesting card. And I actually think it's kind of the perfect design because it's strong and it's powerful and it gives you, there's a lot of reward to playing it correctly, but it's not super obvious and it's not super easy to play with. And I love that. I love cards like that, but I personally haven't had great luck with it just yet, but maybe I just haven't tried the right shells just yet.
3: Yeah, the downside the downside of this card is significant if you play it wrongly or you just choose the wrong time to go in on a slightly earlier havoc, which is good, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's what that's what makes the card like balance of sorts. Like the fact that it has scaling to uh four power every turn is actually busted without like this level of downside. So I like the card for what it's worth. Um, it's it's not busted, busted, but I think that's how it's supposed to be, right? Because this kind of cards uh, if they make it too easy to play, to use, uh, can go wrong really quickly. Yeti,
1: It turned out to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be horrible. And I thought it was just going to be like a, a meme yeah. deck where you play Havoc and the Viper. And so I was very wrong on it. Uh, I am glad that the Havoc Viper thing doesn't work out. I played it for a while and you just seem to be playing catch up the whole game and you can never quite get enough uh, power to win the game. So I'm glad it's not a thing. And I was very wrong on this card.
0: Whenever they released that weird looking series four, that, like everyone's like, well, that can't be good. It's good. Right? Like it's really consistent. Sure. Like man thing was like, ah, who cares about man thing. And then like for at least a little bit there, man thing was like good. Legion is obviously like the gold standard of that. Yeah, right? Legion was the craziest, but thing. like, <laughs> o- like almost all the just random series fours that they're just like, yeah, here's a series four or whatever have ended up being good. Um, uh, also there's a Professor X deck and everyone laughs at me for this but there's a Professor X deck that uses Ravona but it uses on turn 5 either martyr or havoc with Professor X.
1: Mm. I played the havoc version. Oh, I've seen version. that one. Not the I've seen the havoc version, water. yeah. Like it I like, that one I, like
0: about... I think it wants martyr also and it just says my turn 5 like your turn 5 is a um is basically one plus yeah, like it's just that's a lot of power in that Professor X lane, right? that they can interact with. If you have a good five that can win a lane, like a Ronin type thing, you're in really good shape. Mm All right. Let's move on to our interview segment because this is going to take forever. Okay. So first and foremost, what makes a healthy tournament metagame? And
3: do we have one right now? (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Personally, I think, I think that there's two ways of looking at this. Uh, I'll talk about what I like first and I'll talk about what in, in general should be like healthy. Um what, what I like is I, I like there to be like only like two or three best decks that I can prepare for. Because like um if if you're a good player, you you wanna like be able to do your homework, right? And like if there's too many decks to do your homework on, uh it's gonna be a bit difficult to like prep for everything. Like if there's like too many viable decks, uh sometimes it's very difficult to prepare also a 12 card deck that is fine into all these things. So personally what I think might <coughs> it's it's better for good players is that like there's like less um less decks but more obvious good decks that everybody plays. So you know how to prepare for those and you can actually prepare for those with your 12 card deck, which is like I guess the Loki meta for, for quite a while. Uh, but I think in general, uh on the flip side though, having more viable decks also uh, at a higher level, it just means that there is no one true king, right? There is no one true like powerhouse. Uh, and I guess uh, it depends what your definition of healthy is. If it, if it's about diversity, then yeah, we we do want more viable decks in the game uh, to be able to compete. But of course, if it's about like like in terms of like favoring like competitive players, I do believe that most of us prefer um less to prepare for and more about preparing well for what we know we will see. Anything, Ted? So
2: I, I pretty much agree with that. I think the one thing I would add is I always like to see a metagame where decks have natural counters to them within the metagame. A, a common mm-hmm. example people love to give is from Magic, where it's like aggro counters combo, combo counters control, and then control counters aggro, and you have this rock, paper, scissors thing where the metagame sort of naturally solves itself. Like, I think that's super important, and in Snap, it's weird because it's a lot harder for that to be a true thing because what's good at any given time can vary so wildly. And, you know, there's times where soup, like I like, there's a running joke on my stream where people are like, yeah, when super is one of the best cards in the game, then Marvel snaps and like an awful place. And it, it's kind of true. Like there's these certain cards where when you start seeing them popping up, you know, the meta is really unhealthy because it just means us like certain strategies have become way too powerful and are way too you know, are making it, like really oppressive to play anything else uh so that's what i always look for is that that sort of rock paper scissors where there's not that one dominant strategy that you're constantly um having to play around or lose to like a really good example is like the zabu uh the original zabu deck which we're going to talk about here in a little bit when we talk about the top decks but that meta game when it was the best deck there was no counter to it like there just wasn't like there wasn't a deck you could play where like oh yeah i beat I beat Zabu. I guess Sandman was good, but th- even then Sandman was still a 4-1 then. So like you couldn't play Sandman. <laughs> Sandman wasn't a card you could actually put in your deck at the time. So um, I-, I think that's the big thing that I look for, especially for tournaments is being able to pick decks to beat what I think people are going to play. But knowing that I have like have my choices having consequences where like I can't just pick like Lammy said, Loki and know that I'm going to have the best deck going into the tournament. I have to actually think about what people could play to beat me. So that, that, that's what the only thing I would add to that. Yeti.
1: I don't really have anything to add. Don't play too many tournaments in marble snap. Fair enough.
0: What are your, fa- um, I want to answer this one first because I think it, um, it, it answers both questions at once. What are your favorite t- metagame tournaments? Uh, sorry, metagames for tournaments like in marvel snaps history which metagame has been the best for tournaments and i'll tell you right now my favorite was that um when it was the dark hawk nebula deck that was the best deck because i like when the best deck has like because that was like a mid-range best deck and there were high rolls that could beat it there were a lot of different things that had game and what one it felt like was more player diff and i want enough decks to be on an equal playing field where there's a best deck right everyone knows the best Or the best couple decks but then player diff makes up like a larger percentage of that
3: gap i think that's what's healthy to me all right uh so for my for me it's uh a few things right like um of course my favorite meta games are the one that i win the most that's (laughs) that's obvious right like when when you are winning the most so all of them probably something that you like to do (laughs) <laughs> okay there, there, there are some that are more winning but like okay anyway so I feel like one thing Glazer said is very important which is like meta games where I have like player agency where I feel like I'm in control of what I'm doing like okay RNG is RNG that's normal every every card game every scenario every meta game has RNG but I feel like when I'm in control of what I do and like doing it right gets me an edge over players Uh, and, and I win because of that uh, I think those are the meta games that I enjoy the most so one of it was like the silks move meta, the one um, where the silk deck was like the top deck for a bit, right after the dark Hawk deck uh, got pushed down a little bit. That one, I think was one of the first few times whereby card placement was like absolutely important because of like silk movements, knowing about initiative so that like uh, you, you can move the silk or you can like not move the silk, sometimes throwing initiative, that kind of thing. That that was one of the metas that I liked. And like, you could really see uh, and, and, Feel like the players that knew what they were doing were like um are winning more because of all these little little interactions. Mm. Uh, another one that I really like the meta. Um, th- this one is gonna be like not popular opinion, but like one of my favorite metas is actually the the last two months actually the Loki meta because <laughs> not not just cause I was like oh, okay obviously cause I was doing well in it, but like the Loki meta is super high skill. Mm-hmm. But but for what it's worth though, it's it's more boring in general because like. There's like what a one true king kind of thing. There's like Loki is always on top. It's, it's more boring, facts. But it's also in terms of a competitive tournament meta, you know for sure that like if you are good with Loki, you just beat everyone, and like it rewards you being good at the best deck, you know. So, I I invested a lot of time into this because I felt like I could have true edge in the game by like being the best at Loki. So, it's it's not the most fun meta in terms of fun. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think. Like, having only one playable that is fun. But in terms of, like, tournaments, right? Like, in terms of when looking at just winning, right? If you can be in a position whereby mastering something puts you way ahead of everyone else, then I think that's... uh, that That's good for tournaments if you put in the, the groundwork, that's for sure.
1: I will say, as, like, a spectator of tournaments, I like when there's a diversion of metagame where mm. there's different decks that you're seeing, but... A slim enough metagame where the good players, you can see them get the results that they should be getting with the work yeah. that they're putting in. That's true. So like just enough decks that I'm not watching Loki against Loki every single matchup, but mm-hmm. um, not so many where, say, Lambie uh, you know, is getting eliminated just because his matchups were terrible the first few rounds.
0: The worst metagame is the shirted Red Skull one, just for the record.
3: Oh yeah, I didn't really was, like that one. This is so boring. Is that? Oh. Yeah. No, can I just say that was not the worst one to me, but I, I get what you mean. The worst one to me was, there's this deck, uh, r- right after Silky's move. Uh, the, oh, the Forge brood brood oh, that yeah. was awful. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that
2: deck's so boring.
3: That one was the... <laughs> all I can say is that like, no matter... The, the, the skill difference between the best player and the skill difference between the worst player in that game is about 0.5%. Mm-hmm. It's, It's like... If they just drew the curve, you cannot beat it no matter how good you are. And you cannot lose no matter how not good you are if you drew the curve. So that that was one time I wasn't really enjoying myself. It's It's the same deck as Shuri Renskull. There is no difference between those two decks. I draw
0: this, I play this, and and then I draw that, and then I
2: play this it's no. curve stone yeah. as as we called it in hearthstone where you you don't have to think you just play the cards with the number that matches your energy that's, that's yeah. it that's that you was just, it just make sure you don't play them into the lane that shrinks all your stuff that's fine you've got it um, the only thing i'll add I, I, I don't have a lot to add to this my favorite meta games and tournaments for Snap have always been the ones where Thanos is at least a viable archetype. My very favorite one was, I can't even remember the exact time, I want to say it was over the summer where Thanos and Darkhawk were two of the best decks. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot no. of Thanos players hate it's, that matchup. I love w it. Because I think it's yeah, it it it's such a skill testing matchup where as the Thanos player, you have to really know what you're doing against the Darkhawk player. And also there's like this weird sub-game where like the rocks even though they do grow their Darkhawk, they're a lot less relevant against Thanos because your deck's bigger in general. So there's like this weird, like, I don't know, there's this weird tension there as well where they know you're also less likely to draw the rocks, so you're a lot more likely to have gas in your hand. So it just, I don't know. That was a fun metagame for me personally. I know a lot of people didn't love that metagame, but I just I always find that matchup interesting. I like when that that matchup comes up a lot.
3: I... yeah. Uh, fun fact. I just I just remembered something. Uh, so regarding the Thanos meta game. Uh, that it, it's not always a Thanos meta, but like the funny thing about Thanos is he's really this. This is just something I just want to throw in here because it's funny. But like Thanos is really just inevitable because like mm-hmm. every single meta, because I play the most tournaments, right? I play like almost every single like meta of tournaments. Like every single like decent sized tournament, right? Somehow, no matter what it is, when it is, there will be one Thanos that in the top that's eight. just because out of that's nowhere. That's just because
0: Johnson's in every tournament too. So.
3: That's one reason as well. But like, honestly, there will be a Thanos deck like from someone, even in the worst possible environments for Mm -hmm. Thanos, he's just really just there sometimes here and there randomly, no matter what what meta it is. It's kind of interesting. So I don't know if you remember this, Lambie, but the first time you were on the podcast, it was like right after High
0: Evolutionary came out. And we were both like, get Thanos. Like, it'll be amazing forever. And when High Evolutionary was immediately broken... I got yelled at about that all the time. People were like, no, Thanos is dead. I was like, Thanos won't be dead for long, calm down. Thanos won't be just dead wait. for long, calm down. And it's just, Thanos is incredible.
2: Yeah. It's it's one of the cards, I think they need to keep it good and Snap because it, it, it gives the game such a variety. And I honestly hate that they've changed so many of the stones because all it really did was hurt all of the other cool Thanos decks, like yeah. they were never top tier, but like destroy Thanos was a pretty good deck for a while. And then they killed Soulstone, and now they've nerfed mind stone, And it's just like, it feels so much worse to play. Like the mind stone one, wasn't as bad because you can kind of like, you can play X 23 and sometimes you can get a more consistent curve with it that way. But it's still like, I don't know. They, they keep hurting the other Thanos decks at the expense of the control Thanos. So I'm hoping maybe this, uh professor exchange makes them lighten up a little bit on the thanos hate
0: all right so the next question is this is a brand new player who wants well not a brand new player like a player who's um not played tournaments but played in general what tips for improvement do you have for someone who's just trying to get good at conquest
3: and tournaments uh I think it's two very different things. Tournaments and... Conc- okay, so... The question is... um, Someone that wants to get good at battle mode, or... Let's say get at battle mode for the time being. I think that's a good way to put it. They're bad at battle mode. They, think... they can succeed at ladder. They hit infinite. They can climb a okay, bit, But they don't know how to battle mode. I think one of the most important transitions from ladder to battle mode that, like... um. Like people will experience first, and then they need to notice is that they need to realize that like every single okay, obviously on leather leather it does matter as well, but like in battle mode it's even bigger, you need to realize every single cube matters because um you need to know what a, each cube does for you and like the cube totals where you can do different things it's it's about like it's like playing position in poker it's quite interesting like um uh I talk about this uh, a lot like um there's a lot of like free snaps in in high and like um battle mode like 4-3 high stakes insta snap that kind of things i talk about this a lot um like people need to realize that every single cube in battle mode is you do things very differently at every single different life total um so one of the most common things i hear on in chat on stream is like i would be like oh um do i want to find out what he's having here for like one extra cube then chat will be first answer is oh it's just one cube it's worth it that's the most like wrong thing ever in battle mode because every single cube you are supposed to do every single cube total you are supposed to do a drastically different thing and it's very difficult to know this without experiencing like different scenarios in um, battle mode so I would say one thing a player transitioning from ladder to battle mode needs to really know is that like Knowing what to do at different cube totals between you and your opponent, like just wins games on its own even without looking at the matchup. I think you
1: have to cut out all those plays where let's see what happens.
3: I think that's a big thing. Um yes.
1: And I think people need to play more aggressive in conquest or in battle mode than they do on ladder. I think when you do have you know that. Prime to drop or whatever, you need to be snapping early and more often than you probably do on ladder. I think that's probably the shift that I have to make when I go switch over to Conquest. Beasel? Yeah. Uh, Conquest is...
2: Like the real key to it, like Lamy said, is just resource management. And the biggest resource you have in, in Snap is your cubes, like when you're playing Conquest. So one of the things that really helped me is when we did our episode. I'm going to plug our, our next Do little it. Snap a little bit more. When we did our episode on cube management and all of that like i've come to really value the first four rounds a lot more in the sense mm-hmm. that i snap a lot less aggressively than i used to i'm gonna feel out my opponent i'm gonna see what they like to do i'm gonna try and figure out what what tendencies my opponent has before i start going in on the bigger cube uh investments because at a certain point after, you know after round four you are on high stakes you have to be in for two cubes or four cubes you don't get the choice of being in for one cube or two cubes until the last round so it's it's just being you know being smart with your um smart with your resources and paying attention to what your opponent does that's the biggest thing that's different from ladder to conquest is in ladder in general i mean once you get into like actual infinite and you're playing against some of the same people because you're at a similar rank, then it, then you can kind of watch for tendencies from them. But overall ladder, it's a lot less about tendencies and a lot more about just playing your opponent uh, for that one round. But in conquest, you're going to play this person. If you're smart, you know, three, four, five, six games in a row, you can start to figure out what they think is snappable, what they mm-hmm. like, you know, where, where they're going to play their cards and that sort of thing. You can just get a lot of advantages that way.
0: I mean, Ask what your opponent is telling you, but not just about like the cards, right, or about the locations. Ask what they're telling you about themselves, like they're saying yeah. with every move, "I like to do this." Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think. Uh, just want to add one more final thing because, like, if we go too deep into this, this will be the entire episode. <laughs> but like, no, I'm not. I yeah, know. No, okay. But like, um, I'm just gonna add one more thing into this is because we did. You did ask me a bit later at the start, like about tournaments mm-hmm. as well, so. We talked about like transitioning from ladder to battle mode, right? I think transitioning from just straight up battle mode to tournaments is also a, a different thing. And I think one thing, if if there's if there's only one thing that you should take note of, right, from battle mode, normal battle mode to tournaments, that you need to um focus on is you need to really embrace this idea that you are not just playing cards, you are playing your opponent as well. So one of the biggest things that I do that People don't do or they can't do currently because they don't realize it. Is that you need to like peaceful mention? You need to really understand what your opponent is thinking. It's it's crazy to say that like just looking at them play cards for two rounds, I can literally know how they think. Mm-hmm. But if you can reach that state, I really assure you that you can predict like 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 seventy to eighty percent of what they intend to do. It's it's that you you can classify people into different types of players very easily if you just see how they play their cards in the first two rounds like are they aggressive are they passive do they like to play safe do they like to snap aggressively like you just look at what your opponent does uh, especially in tournaments and you will see a lot of things it takes a lot of practice I'm just like saying it in a nutshell but that's one of the biggest transitions that you can make from casual battle mode to tournaments uh, that you need to make if you want to get better at tournaments yeah
0: alright that basically covers the next question so Let's jump into, do you think any of the upcoming cards are tournament relevant? And I'm just going to read the five cards. Terra, 3-4, which is, protects your once and 6 cost cards. They can't be destroyed. Scar, which is 6-10 or 6-11. I don't actually remember which. Um, gets negative 2 cost for each 10 cost cards you have in play. Hercules is a 4-6. Whenever a card would move here, move it away from there, which is the coolest card. It's just not good. Miik is a 1-1 one, one that gets plus 1 and moves every time you discard a card. And Grandmaster is a 2-0 um, on reveal. Move an on reveal card here to the center location and trigger its on reveal again. Any of these tournament relevant?
2: Personally, uh, the only... S- Sorry. The only uh, I was going to say the only one that I think is going to be in several tournament decks is probably Scar. I think Hercules is one of the worst cards they've ever made. I like I, I agree with you Glazer it's such a cool design but it's like yeah. why? And yeah. The meek like Miic I can't decide. Like it seems like it's good, right? Like it's a one drop for discard that actually scales like it's kind of cool, but, like, I honestly just want to see what happens when you play a, a MODOK with this on board. Like, does it just, like, zap zoom around your board, like, eight or six, like, seven or eight times while Auto fast forward swarms this card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know that that's good enough to make discard, like, a top meta deck for tournaments. And then I think Grandmaster is just severely under, like, they clearly were scared this card's going to be too good. And if it releases as a two zero, I don't know that it's going to see much play. That's a 1-0,
0: friend. It's going to be busted. It's a th- it was a 2-0. Well, yeah, but Ravona exists.
2: Oh, fair. It's still, I don't what know. Is
0: miex, what is
3: miex text again? Can you read it one more time? So a It's lot a
0: 1-1, one one, and whenever you discard a card, and um, I'm going to double-check that I have this exactly right. Whenever you discard a card, it gets plus 1 power
3: and
2: moves. Yep, that's perfect. I
3: I think it will. I think it will zoom across the board with Modok. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for every in for every card discarded, not like just the effect. So oh, I think I it would just go it. zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> yeah, I also think so. But yeah, okay. no, I, I don't really know how to oh, no, it only moves evaluate. Once. It only moves
0: once. After each oh. turn, if you discarded any cards, gain plus one power for each
3: Oh, okay, and okay so it's like each instance. So, okay, so it okay, still okay, so it's gets it's a bunch of power, power it but
0: it only moves once.
2: Oh, that's sad. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's not uh, cool. that's, that's, bit, that's, that's quite a lot worse because the modal interaction doesn't work. But yeah, um, I don't really know how to evaluate some of these cards uh, right now, but uh, I, I think Scar could be decent. I think Kyra is not good i think hercules like as you guys have said is cool design but why right <laughs> like, yeah. yeah uh grandmaster i agree with what peaceful said that like they were very scared of printing something too busted that's why it's why, where it looks like right now but i still think it can be cracked like i have no idea how but this is the kind of card that like you just need one interaction with another card in one particular archetype to make it go crazy. I don't know what that archetype or that card is yet, but like, hit, hit like, monkey, there, right? there, there's bound to be one. Uh, sorry, hit in the Sarah deck. Yeah,
4: yeah you, you it could be that. All right. Like,
0: yeah, but it's if there's only one on reveal,
3: you sure do, right? Like. <sighs> yeah, but what bounce that yeah. only runs one on reveal, right? Well, I guess wait, Grandmaster re-triggers a uh, on-reveal that's already on the board. Is that yes. right? Yeah, I'm oh. looking. Okay so it doesn't work with sixes it probably works with like a high high value on review that's played earlier in the game I, yeah. I'm quite sure there is something these kind of cards can just go wrong very quickly but I, I just don't know what it is yet
2: Yeah, move one of your other on reveal cards here to the middle location it's ability happens again that's the other thing is you have to play it on the middle location by the no, way no, no, it's no, worded no. it.
0: you play this on that card's location that card moves to the middle
2: Oh, OK. I'm reading it backwards. Uh, I see. Oh, that's be- that's be- that is fairly better than what I was thinking it was. So so my,
0: yeah. my immediate thought is something like um, Werewolf into Sarah. And then you just play a bunch of on reveals and then your last turn, like your let's say your right lane for argument's sake is mm-hmm. hit monkey grandmaster and no other on reveals. And that will pull Werewolf over to that right lane and um, your hit monkey is going to trigger twice and end up in the center.
2: Uh, so it's not as limited yeah. as I thought, but you still can't play it to the middle location, correct? You
3: to get we the, don't the trigger know. again.
0: That's going to be one of those stupid snap wording things.
3: That we have to find yeah, out. Yeah, it's a wording thing. I'm not
0: sure. As well. So like, it, it's a period, its ability happens again. Does it have to move for its ability to happen again? Good question.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm convinced that card's going to be good. And Scar is going to be busted. I think Scar is like... I think Scar is very good. It's going to be real, really good.
3: Yeah, I'm excited for Scar and Grandmaster. Uh, Grandmaster, because it's mainly because I don't know what to do with it, but I believe it's going to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. Oh, Scar is 6.11. <laughs> That's nuts.
2: It is a, they did leave it. I thought somebody had said that they changed it. It was 11 originally. Yeah, that card's very good. It's that really is still just very good. I think it 11. should
3: be 6.11, by the way. Like, like, if they thought it should release at 6.11, they should keep it that way, because, like, this card is not good because it's like mm-hmm. gonna be cheap just because of that you have to actually build around this card yeah so making it a 610 is i feel like short changing it a little bit i really hope it's a 611
2: yeah y'all got me intrigued about grandmaster now because it, it is it's one of those things where i looked at it and i'm like okay that this card must have been busted when they were testing it because it went it's a 2-0 like that's like, Adam Warlock would be the most busted card if it was just a 2-1 or a 2-2. Two two. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know you know that there was something going on here that the, they were scared of. The last two zero they released in the game was Hitmonkey.
3: True. Yeah. No. The thing is, this card just works with... Like, it's like... This card is very Ironlet-ish for mm-hmm. me. Not saying it's as good as Iron Ironlet is just insane. But, like, it's the kind of card whereby it gets a new use case every time oh they God. print a new Marvel Snap card, mm-hmm. right? I just realized. Yeah. Yeah. I, fi- I figured out a use for it. Oh, that's never gonna yeah. work. Okay,
0: never mind. I yeah, was like, like, you can use it to retrigger Modok, What good does that do? And how do you keep uh, it? And you can't keep it, in uh, and you would have yeah. to top deck it. point. So,
3: yeah, yeah. So like, yeah Grandmaster is just one of those cards that, like, like every time they print a new on review, it has a new use case. So these kind of cards can't really be bad. I feel. Yeah. You know, you this know, what it's not funny a crazy with? idea
2: though, Glazer. It,
0: it's funny you need with to hell a... or your smaller ones. It's funny with hella lock draw. Like, your Hella pops out, you just yeah. don't run a lot of on reveals, you run a lot of big shit. Your Hella pops out early, you just throw a Grandmaster there.
3: Hey, <laughs> Hella just activated. Oh, that's, the, that's the meme one, the meme, the meme we own. Yeah, it's that a fun is a one. meme. It's a fun it meme. It is a fun
2: meme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then it's in Lockjaw, so you're still getting another big card out of it. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay uh we're gonna lamby you're last for this one we're gonna go peaceful yeti lamby you're at a pub after a convention or a tournament and people are talking about you what do you hope to hear
2: Uh, i don't know i think i'd be pretty excited that they were talking about me that probably meant something went well right but uh (laughs) in all seriousness um I would just want, I, I've always said like, if I, if I do well in tournaments, I want it to be done the right way. I want to be people, someone that people respect that people enjoy playing against. Like there's an, the, the example I always go back to is cause it's what I grew up like watching tournaments for was magic. And there were certain players where even when they did well, like as a community, everybody was just kind of like, oh, really? And a lot of those have been expelled from the magic community sense because of things that have been unearthed about them. Mm -hmm. turns out they weren't very good humans on top of being really scummy and annoying to play against in tournaments i would just want to be known as somebody who was a you know an enjoyable person to play against and somebody that people respected like i think that's that's really all you can ask for right like like lammy like you know like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what's so cool about lammy is that he's one of the best players in snap but like i've never heard someone say a bad word about him he's just such a nice guy and that's the type of person i want to be so Someday I'll be as good at lammy. I, I think I'm about as nice, but like as far as the skill level goes, I still got a pretty big gap so I'm working on that. Yeti.
1: Uh, I feel like if people were talking about me, I'd be concerned. I don't think I'm nearly big enough for people to just be talking about me at a bar. but I get I don't know I guess I don't know they like my content. they think I'm I hope they would come over to talk to me.
3: I don't really have an answer for this. Fair enough. Lemby? Alright, so I need to debunk one thing first. Uh, So, you, you guys think I'm a nice person because I've been playing Marvel Snap, but, like, you need to know that, like, Marvel Snap is the least competitive card game I've ever played in my life right now. So, like, like I was playing Hearthstone and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that, right? I am, like, down to the core, <laughs> I am the competitor. I am the most, like, unscrupulous competitor. I will, like okay basically i'm I'm just that guy that like if there's a rule in place right i will not let you like like uh, i'll not give you any chance i'm like the by the rule if i win you will never get any other chance kind of person ever because competition is competition right but okay like, so obviously stuff like that people i mean you will sometimes say that like you're not that nice of a person because you like didn't like give chance or something like that but like obviously i don't have to because it's a tournament but yeah no okay like, let that, that aside uh yeah um i feel like if i were at a tournament or like a, like a post-tournament party, I'm assuming this is what this mm-hmm. is about. Um, I guess no matter how many times people say it, like no one can deny, like even other good players in other games, if someone is like praising you, right? Like after an um, uh, uh, event, or after you did a good performance or whatever, you still enjoy it. Like no matter how many times you've heard it, you, you will like the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, I, I just generally want people to like, hopefully say good things to me um, or about me after the event, um like maybe whether I did well, whether I did not do well. Um like I hope they like they just they just like the fact that I was I was competing, you know? Like 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 it's just as simple as that. Like um I think I think being in the presence of other card players, competitors, everyone has like mutual respect and stuff like that. So like I, I guess I guess the most important thing is you don't really want people spreading misinformation about you. And you also don't really want um there to be really any negative sayings if possible. So just generally anything that is more um positive. I think would be fine. Like like you know, like since we are talking about a pub, right? People can be saying anything they want to say. So as long as it's positive, speak. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. Let us get to our main topic. All right, let's imagine that Marvel Snap has released every broken deck. They looked at the metrics and they said, these are all of the best decks, every best deck for the meta. But you can't change any cards. You have to play them as they were, as they were the best. So we're going to have one giant tournament of all the very best decks in Marvel Snap's history. We're going to rank them into a top 10. This is obviously going to be opinion-based. We cannot play these decks against each other for the most part. But I think the conversation in figuring out what the best of the best is, were you able to play all these against each other, is going to illuminate a lot about the game and how it's developed. And I'd like to give a special thanks to JD McDonald, De- McDonaldinho because he found the decks I couldn't find. And I used Cam best. Uh, I spoke to Cam about this and I used his um, Twitter to get like 80% of the decks. So, Thank you to both of them. Any, do any of you have any questions about how this is going to work? I'm good.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm ready. All right. So uh, just quickly, listeners, comment what the best deck is that we didn't consider. That might make the top 10. We'll pick a favorite, and whoever is on next episode, I know who, but you all don't, um, we'll discuss that deck also. The decks we'll be discussing alphabetically, and then we'll go through them one slash two at a time because we're sort of comparing them. That's the whole purpose. The first best de- deck upon global launch was Deathwave. Then we have Leech Leader, the first surfer, Zabu, when it was a 3-2, Thanos Lockjaw, Shuri, which is just, you know, base original Shuri, Thanos Valhalla, the deck that made Lamby famous, Darkhawk Stats, Iron Patriot 1, Bounce, Galactus, Evo Lockjaw, Thanos Lane Control 2, that's the W list, Silky Smooth, Brood Absorbing Man, everyone's favorite, and then Loki Elsa <laughs> and Loki Werewolf. Before we go further, um I've got I did a thing that I'm not sure if I'm gonna get yelled at or not for, so we can change one thing that if necessary, but we won't have the deck to talk about. I chose Loki Elsa over Loki pre-Elsa with Quinja because I think Elsa is so strong that like automatically having Elsa in
2: it makes it the best Loki day. especially because always... there's, there's no movies yeah. in any of these I kind of mentioned this before we started, but the only objection I have to that is, like, Elsa was so good that, like, I don't know what, like, 80% of decks were just playing her. So, like, her, like, I don't know, I don't think that differentiated Loki that much from the other decks that we've been playing at the time. (laughs) Is my only issue with that. I do think the Loki deck on launch with Loki as a 3-5 was the most obnoxious version of Loki we've had, personally. Loki was still a 3-5 with Elsa. It wasn't a 4 until Werewolf. That's
3: true. Yeah. I, I think, think the list you have uh, in here is why I, is why I got mixed up, let me look. So now we need to pick like the top one, the most powerful in this list, right? Is that what yeah. the question well, yeah, is? Yeah, and we're going and we'll go a,
0: a couple at a time because we we're trying to get the top 10. Okay. So, um Oh, yeah, sorry. Go. Our first two decks that we'll be comparing are Death Wave. This is the like, as soon as She-Hulk came out version, that could go wave on four and basically lock out the last turn, and the opponent would then play Death, uh, Death She-Hulk, and Doom, or Death, She-Hulk, and Arrow. Yeah, that was a thing that happened to Marvel Snap, which was completely mm-hmm. broken. Um, that original Death Wave, and then the next deck is a Leech Leader. So Leader was, the important card here is Leader, was a 6-4 that copied everything your opponent played that game space pending. Sorry, that last turn space pending. And the rest of the deck was largely designed to have like just really strong stats. The other most powerful card in the deck was Arrow, which was a 5-8. That moved everything your opponent played that turn to Pearl. Uh, so we're comparing yeah. which, is which of these two is each better other against or? each other. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we start. Because no, we start was... with just two, and then okay. we'll eventually cut things and so on
3: okay i'll start this one uh so this deck that we are looking uh this this uh leech leader deck is is dara's brainchild i remember Mm -hmm. he built it for the hot location and it kind of just worked because this is okay for what it's worth right i think this is like one of the best things dara has ever did for the game because this deck right is the epitome of good og marvel snap deck building which is you play stats you win lanes you get initiative you arrow or leader and then you win like it's it's just core concept marvel snap you just play some stats and then you get initiative then you win so i think this deck was like one of the first looks for many players into like oh i need to actually care about like my stats like 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 stats is real and then priority is real you know all these kind of things, like so. This deck was really, really powerful. Uh, I mean, for its time, of course. Like now, now it's it's completely bad, right, in the current state of the game. But like, um, for its time, this was really good. And uh, as you can see here, it naturally ran armor as well, which was uh natural counter to to death wave. And I remember it used to be like people played white queen to steal like um like the the, the she hawks or like the dooms from the death wave deck mm-hmm. uh, with 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 leader. As well. And of course, leech is leech, right? If you play Leech on 5, they play Wave on 5. And then um, you just stop them from doing all their nonsensical combos and stuff. So I think this deck is favored into the the, the Death Wave deck. Well, one thing I want to add, at least, is just that I feel like Death Wave in general, even at its prime form, the one that we we had in the past, She-Hulk, Doom, Wave, Death, that that deck... That, um, the problem with that deck in general was that you have to draw... In a very specific order. If you look at the deck, right, you literally had to draw in a very specific order, if not, your deck was like non functioning. And uh, this kind of decks have like a natural fail rate to them. So, contrary to popular belief, I never was a huge fan of Death Wave because uh, I had very little control over what I could do because the deck just falls apart if you don't draw in a very specific order. And yeah, that's my thing. I think Leech Leader is better. Yeti? Yeah, I agree.
1: I remember that whole Leech Leader, was it January of this year? It was Mm -hmm. an insane time, and all the cry about Leader, and Arrow, to be honest, but the the Leech Leader stuff was was a problem. So I do think it's it's better than the She-Hulk Death deck. Peaceful it's interesting. This is kind of goes back to what I was talking about with
2: having a, a dynamic. This is why I, I kind of agree with Lamy that death wave was always to me a little bit overrated. Cause it was one of those decks where when it high rolled, like nothing could beat it unless you mm-hmm. played leech or unless you played, you know, like there was all these different counters you could play to make death not get small enough or to, you know, to do all these things to counteract it. Or, you know, sometimes you you didn't have prio and you could just, you know, shang something and, and win that way. There was just a lot of ways to beat the deck because it was very linear and it just, it did its own thing. But what made leech the, the leech leader deck so oppressive is like, just thinking about that curve, right? They go wave, you go leech, their whole hand does nothing. And then you, if you're ahead, you just leader and you always win like the the deck was oppressive in a way that we haven't really seen the exactly the same sense because of how they changed leader like I think the closest thing you could say is probably to like maybe Eliath, like to be in a similar feeling to where like it didn't matter what you do if they were ahead going into turn six, they just won and it was, it, it was a crazy deck. I remember when I first started playing was when this deck had first started becoming really popular. I started like right at global launch. But when I really started getting into snap was when mm-hmm. this deck was blowing up. And I, yeah. it almost made me quit snap on the spot. Like that's that's how oppressive this deck was. Because fun fact... And I can I actually get a, a platform here where more people can hear me event about my horrible luck. The last two cards I got from Series 3 were Arrow mm-hmm. and Leader. <laughs> Long Yo. after this deck was nerfed. Yikes. So I especially hated this deck.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure I bought Arrow. with uh, No, I didn't buy Arrow. Um, I didn't have enough uh tokens to buy Arrow. And then <laughs> I opened her like a day later and I almost cried um arrow was like so i so i don't think leader was actually like actually that hard to beat without leech if they didn't leech you you can beat leader by basically playing yes. a lot of small stuff and making it so that um your big stuff wouldn't get copied
3: right yeah.
0: because like they they had all this stuff on the board and they can only fill locations they first limited four slots it was that your stuff didn't do anything that made it so toxic we're gonna see leech all over this damn list which i think is kind of like informative to how powerful that card is also, um, this deck is um, like this deck is probably better with America instead of Magneto. Just saying.
2: Yeah, I agree. But that oh, was right. always true. People just took too long to get on board with or, uh, with a uh, Chavez.
3: Yeah. Like she wouldn't even remember that it was Dara that made this deck, right? He's never gonna play yeah, Chavez. Yeah, Come fair. on. Dara hates math. Got it. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So we have our first two. Let us go to our third deck, and our third deck is the original Surfer. This is, uh, JD took a picture of this from an old cozy video. This is the one that ran Iceman and Scorpion. I believe most versions ran Nova over Mr. Fantastic, so that they can kill it with Killmonger. That was when Nova was a 1-2, so there's very little downside to playing him. And then it's just, like, uh, Storm and Juggernaut to, like, blow stuff up, and then it's Sarah, and then you just play three, um... Three threes ending in Surfer, and Surfer gives everything on the board plus three power, not plus two power. Although he was a three zero. Alright. Is this better than either of our previous two decks?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is, this is mad. Like, I just want to say that, like, if you just, okay, so, so, tr- Surfer was a three zero that went plus three to all three mm-hmm. cost cards. Like, if you just count the number of three cost cards in this deck, brood is three pieces. Mr. F, Storm, Cosmo, Juggernaut, Killmonger, Polaris, Max. Uh, Silver Surfer is a
4: 324.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. Like this, this is mad. Like, I think this deck, like, okay, before we, we we will eventually talk about Zabu, I know, but like, this deck I felt like, in terms of pure power, was also way ahead of its time. Like, this card. Silver Surfer could be released like one year after its original release date and still get nerfed. Like, yeah. like that's how that's how OP, I think OG Surfer was. Um, like at this point, just looking at this deck, I, I think we don't really care what other 3 cores are in the deck. It's just that you play trees and you play Surfer and then you just go boom. <laughs> so I really think this deck was like way too much power for its time. That's my stand on this.
1: Was Surfer nerfed before Leech Leader? Or were they around at the same time?
0: They, so, I think it's after, nope, right? Same exact time. Um, Leech, yeah, Leech leader actually beat Surfer fairly regularly. Um, because would of have the, Leech. <laughs> so the, the, it was a battle of. It, yeah, beat largely because yeah. of Leech. You would have to try and um, you yeah. would have to forego your Sarah and try and get Cosmo on their Leech spot, which was a guessing game. Oh, yeah, Dude, like, remember, this was when Leech was <laughs> on reveal. Mm-hmm. But if you Surfered so, on like, five, that meant you had to have Brood
1: and another three out, like very consistent And you can still win everyone... that way right? but Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Everyone immediately said this was better than the last two decks we just talked about, but this and Leech Leader were around at the same time, and Leech Leader seemed to be the only thing people were complaining about. So, so I, think Leech, I think Leech, Leech Leader
0: up? I think Leech Leader is better than this. I do.
2: Okay. I think Surfer There's is a-, a
0: better card than anything in Leech Leader, but I think this is a better...
2: I think cool. Leech Leader is more flexible. There's this weird snap thing that I've noticed, and Lammy and I have talked about this a little bit, like, just off topic when we were doing our next little snap like people hate losing to like things they feel are like like a life, like leader like yeah they hate those things more than they rationally should but they'll be so fine like elsa like think about it everybody knew elsa was busted from the second she came out but people rarely complained about elsa and that's just cuz she's just a pile of points like she doesn't do anything devastating to you she doesn't mess up your personal game plan she just is like was like a 214 or 217 sometimes like you know, that's totally fine. We don't care, but you will lie at me and, oh, I'm going to be mad. You know, that was, like, it's so, like, that's one of the weirdest things about the Snap community that I've never understood. And that's why I think people remember this deck less uh oppressively as zabu because this was around when zabu was around too and those were the two best decks and the only reason zabu won the matchup was because zabu had spider-man into absorbing man Spider-Man. which everybody's was everybody's favorite thing we all love that everybody loved not getting to play cards so ever
3: yeah, <laughs> this is so stupid ever <laughs> but That's this so card this
2: deck was nuts i remember That was one of the few months I went back to look because I I was for sure I had the Herald of of Galactus uh, uh, title because that was the infinite reward for this month. Mm -hmm. I was sure I had it because I'd played that month, but I was still playing pretty casually. And I remember I got about halfway through the month. I was like ranked 95 and I was like, if I see one more surfer deck, I'm uninstalling this game. So I just didn't play for like three weeks. It was really funny. So, you know, this deck was crazy. This deck was so hard to beat. I hit infinite with Sand Ramp. Yeah, so that's I. a good choice into this one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good choice into this one. Because, yeah, this I, one of the craziest point decks. I think this was the the pre precursor to the Elsa move um, El, Brood Absorbing Man style decks we've seen today. Like, this did it first, and it did it arguably better, I think. Surfer. I think yeah, I think it was just better. It was cra- Surfer was a crazy card, man.
1: Still I like a that good argument. card. Maybe I like it better yeah. than Leech Leader.
3: Look, I'm yeah. fine throwing it at number one. Put it at number mean, one for now. My my, my only yeah. argument is surfer in this deck is like on average three twenty-one. So yeah. <laughs> that, I mean weird.
0: that's a It'll lot work. of stats, yeah. I guess that's
3: yeah. that's a good point. It's just you have to get
0: surfer off. You need surfer and Brood. <laughs> yes. So I I did not like playing this deck. I like playing surfer, but I didn't like playing this deck even like. though it was really strong. It was just like so much of the game was like, did I draw Surfer? I win. Yeah. <laughs> did I not yeah. draw Surfer? You gotta yeah. go. Yeah.
2: So, and this is a. I remember, we talked. I was talking about the aggro versus control versus combo. Like mm. this was the combo deck, right? Oh yeah. And Leech Leader was the aggro deck. You put points, 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 points down, and then you leached them, and they couldn't do anything. Like this was the like that was the dynamic here. Like so, like I think people will remember this matchup very differently, or this deck very differently, because of that. Because you could just play Leech Leader and beat this a lot of the time. But this deck was stupid. This is really dumb.
0: All right. Next up, we have our first real contender for number one. Oh, wait. Wait, what did I do? I don't know what you did, but it should be next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Original Zebu. I'm putting Surfer above Leech Leader, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you're doing it? You're awesome. Yeah. I will stop doing it. I didn't realize nice. you were. That's amazing. That is so much easier for my life. All right. So we now have the original Zabu. This isn't even like the exact build. This is just the best one I can find. Yeah. But like, it's cl- it's close enough. The original Zabu um, with Spider-Man, Absorbing Man, and with um, Zabu and Rock, sorry, Darkhawk and Rock Slide, and just it ran Leader and Arrow because That's... why wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, 4-6 Rockslide. Forgot about... <laughs> Forgot how big Rockslide used to be. Well, because um, Rockslide
3: was considered the worst card in the game and then Dark hawk came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I think the version that I remember being very popular and the one that I liked the most was... I don't know if you guys remember this streamer called Code Deco. Yeah, of course. Uh, the one with Shuri. Yeah, points. they were doing... Mm-hmm. They were doing uh, Black Widow into mm-hmm. Lady Sif. Mm-hmm. Lady Sif discarding Professor X, Ghost Rider Prof X. Like two-course Ghost Rider that kind of thing now, that, that, was, that was also one build that I really liked but in general I feel like what's, what what went wrong here was that they released Zabu as a card that was like two years too early to my whole snap like yeah. this card was yeah. like the amount of energy cheat this made Sarah look embarrassing like, like this made Sarah look very embarrassing because like you play you you cheat out eight energy on turn four right if Zabu won three like the disparity is so huge mm-hmm. like Like, not having Zabu on 3 means you retreated almost every other game, but, like, having Zabu on 3 means you stayed no matter what. Like, you can go, like, Zabu on 3, then you go, like, any 2 random 4-cost cards, so much stats with additional effects. Then on turn 5, you do the Spider-Man thing that we all love, right? And it's not just not playing cards, by the way. Spider-Man is your opponent-only not playing cards. You can still supplement the lane with stuff if you need to supplement the lane with stuff. And, yeah, I mean, playing a 2-3 Spider-Man is... It's just crazy. So this deck obviously has less power than the Surfer deck, right? Just looking at the cards. But what it lacks in power is it straight up just makes it up for it in terms of like playing more things more quickly just because of Zabu. And he has like the inevitable like lockout potential as well with the Spider Man apps and things. So this one and Surfer, I think very easy. Either one can be top one, but like oh. I honestly cannot decide between both. This, of them this right is better than Surfer. So i immediately put sabu at number one when i saw this list <laughs> yes. yeah
2: the the issue okay. with this deck that saved it from being i think as commonly seen as surfer was just that absorbing man was a relatively new card at the time dark hawk was a relatively True. new kind they were both still series five mm-hmm. they weren't that easy to obtain like this i didn't have the cards for this deck when it first came out and that's part of why i i remember it hating that month so much i was i, I remember sitting at um at a, a car place getting my tires changed like having to wait for like 45 minutes and just like i was like i'm just not going to play a video game right now because i played like two games and it, the both the games i got Zabued into four drop four drop spider-man absorbing man and i'm just like this is the most toxic thing i've ever seen this deck just if it drew zabu, it just basically never lost it was really hard. You almost had to throw to lose a game that you played a turn three Zabu. And I don't think I retreated on turn three when people snapped more in any other meta game than I did this one. Cause they snapped on three. You That's just true. knew it was Zabu and you were just like, all right, well, I don't have Zabu or I'm not playing a Zabu deck. I should probably go. This is not worth it. And you just run. So- like it, it was the most dominating turn three play. I think we've ever, we've ever
0: seen. So, what's missing from this version, just for everyone's recollection, because I had to go check the, the deck I hit Infinite with that season? Um, Moon Girl. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I forgot I about I don't recall Moon
3: Girl. that much. Cause... Actually, I think Arrow or Leader wasn't. Yeah, Arrow and Leader weren't yeah, there for
2: me. Or like
0: they were nerfed by the time like like a week into this existence. Yeah, but look, it's really the, hard to find pictures of old decks. The sorry.
2: version I remember losing to a lot had Widow instead of Scorpion. Mm-hmm.
0: It runs Widow instead yes, of Scorpion, and then it runs either like no leader and Arrow. It runs um something like Devil Dino and Shield.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There, there's that one as well. Yeah, no, but like, there's also that version, the the code Deco version, which is abstract as heck, so, but quite cool. So, like the the lady save Ghost Rider kind of
0: stuff. My mm-hmm. version is one one sunspot, uh, Korg three two Zabu Mystique, um, Black Widow when she was uh, two one, but only gave mm-hmm. a zero four six Rockslide four two Darkhawk, uh, four two Shuri Moon Girl White Queen Arrow and She Hulk. I didn't even bother. Wait, I up. didn't even bother with the Spider Man absorbing man.
3: Oh, okay, but but no, you were I, I just nice realized. Person. Yeah, you're a nice person. <laughs> Who cares? It was easy to but win. Can I just say this might be the deck that confused me the most because I actually saw people not playing Chavez in this deck. Yeah. Did you realize that this is the ultimate Chavez yeah. deck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, in it. I didn't know yet. Like sure. if you have Zavu or no, no, but I guess that was still early in my old snaps. Like like, global Mm -hmm. launch life, right? So maybe people don't really see the Chavez thing yet. But, like, the moment I saw this deck, right? Like, the two cards that could never leave the deck for me in my shells, I realized was Zabu and Chavez. Because, like, the whole point is, like, if you have Zabu on three, you win. you don't have Zabu on three, you probably don't win. So Mm -hmm. I I, I just chucked Zabu and Chavez in every single damn one of my Zabu decks and, like, just went from there. Yeah, I agree. Number one for now and we can move on. I I would definitely say number one. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, number one for now is fine. All right. Uh, is it number one for long, though, is the next question, because the original Thanos Lockjaw, um, and let's, the key cards here are, we have Quinjet, back when stones would cost zero with Quinjet, which somehow it took us all three months to realize was broken. Um, Leech to pop in and out of Lockjaw, and then, you know, just everything else is relatively self-explanatory here. Um, is... Oh, this is our first arrow nerf. Arrow was a five-seven win the game instead of a five-eight <laughs> win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still so good. <laughs> yeah. So, is this our
2: first Chavez sighting too?
0: This is our first Chavez. Yes. Wow. Who? Uh, this is
3: the one that came from Cam's Discord.
2: This is the. Isn't this the exact list that Harry played at the first? Uh, <sighs>
3: No, Harry played something very yeah. unique. There right. was like Kazaa and Mbaku. Yeah, Harry right. had a That's very right.
2: weird version, but no,
3: this That's is KM's right. Discord. Okay,
0: okay. Like, Tori Kun played this, and a bunch of. Um, like, a bunch Maybe of. We all played this, yes, honestly. Yeah, but, like, but, it, this. but it came yeah. like, there are specific players that helped make this that, like, I used to have a list. Yeah, the human
3: then. spider was one of the innovators yeah. of this stuff. Shockingly, he never stopped playing it. He was like, I love it so much. Yeah. Also, so for elite, people who don't remember. Was, yeah, uh, I love Hasa. Hasa's the, uh. yeah. Hasa was the first person that made all of us realize that Ooh. why were we not actually playing Devil Dino in this game? It's like it's an auto-include. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. This, this, this thing was crazy, man. Like, like, Lockjaw, Queen Jet Lockjaw was broken beyond broken because it didn't need any effort. You just did it. And your entire lane, even if you clog it up, was like what? Thirty-ish stats mm-hmm. of random rolling of random stuff. And remember, this also and like, a space stone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, space oh, exactly. stone. Move yeah, out of space stone yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That was the good space stone. The better space stone. Yeah, yeah I forgot. all about And that. each was an on review at this time, right? Leech yep. yeah. Was on review. So if it popped up randomly on turn three, <laughs> you—that's <would be, laughs> just messed up, dude. Like, like. And you could watch on multiple times. The Magneto stuff. Turn. Yeah, the Magneto is not even that important. It could literally be any card, yeah. and the, that would still work. Yeah. I, don't well, I did. I, I, ran mean, I played
2: Giganto until I got Magneto. Magneto was one of the last cards I got from Series 3, too, and it was Giganto for a long time. And it I was still good. <laughs> there. I don't even know what I ran. It was just some random bullshit.
3: There was a period that was Okoye, but that was, that fell off pretty quickly. I remember when it
0: was Okoye for like three days. Yeah. yeah. No. Okoye yeah, I, constantly goes into Thanos 6 and then goes, wait, that's not good here. Never mind.
2: So yeah. it's hard for me to put this above surfer i definitely don't think this goes above zabu but it's hard for me to even put this above surfer just on consistency i think if this deck wasn't if thanos didn't have that inherent like inconsistency to it over other decks like if you drew lockjaw in this deck as much as you drew zabu in that last in the zabu deck this would be the best deck that's ever existed in snap it was so broken when you drew Lockjaw, but you didn't. Like there was a lot of games where you had to win the fairway, and it made this deck not nearly as consistent as the Zabu deck. But, God, the the I don't think there's been a like the original Lockjaw. Like I don't even think you can blame Thanos. The original Lockjaw was so stupid, man. The fact that it's been nerfed and it's still just its own deck is so crazy. And it's it was it's so much worse now, and it's still just broken. Like the, that card's crazy, man. This deck is so. This is, yes. this is better than Surfer.
3: I think I put this above. Okay, so so my my, my here here's my my ranking and then my reasoning. Um, I, I put this above Surfer but below Zabu. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so basically this this deck existed a little bit during that pre-nav Zabu era already, but it wasn't just going crazy yet until like the Zabu nerf, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this deck, personally, I feel, won't be as broken as pre-nav Zabu because pre Zabu lets you like. Basically, lets you do spider abs man, on the same time, and your opponent cannot play the game, right? Like, if this deck doesn't specifically draw lockjaw into stones on four, uh, they just get locked out by the spider abs man, and they can't play the game. So, like, the the fair way of winning with this deck cannot beat Zabu at all. So the only way this beats Zabu is literally lockjaw into stones like on three or four. So. Uh this can outpower Surfer easily because Surfer doesn't really have like full lockout potential. But the fact that this deck um just cannot beat the fact that if Zabu goes like Spider-Apps Man uh puts me puts this like to me like above Surfer, below Zabu. But for what it's worth though, like the moment Zabu got nerfed, right? Like oh, yeah. this was like the tier zero. This was the tier zero deck. Like I know mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Shuri eventually, but when this and Shuri were meta. Uh, in its original state. I'm 100% sure this was the better deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh,
2: and I, I did want to make one minor note. Back, we were talking about how Magneto could have been literally any card, but I forgot how good Magneto actually was Again, back Surfer. when this first came out because Surfer and Zabu were the two other best decks. That's true. Oh, God. You wrecked people with Magneto. Like, I, I think Magneto was better then than it's ever been. It was, it, that was a lot of fun. That's true. Yeah. I agree with that. Against I think Zabu's definitely cool. Yeah.
1: So against sorry, the entire I, pool of cards, is this better than Zabu? Or the entire pool of decks? Sorry, like like that we've currently reviewed. No, so, that we're even going to look at. Oh, we will.
0: That we'll get there. Right. Like I think yeah. Zabu is number <laughs> yeah. one. This is number two, at least for now. I can see it ending that way. For but now, knows?
3: I can oh, okay. see this being dethroned, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna reshuffle.
0: Okay. So so also notable. Um, what we're seeing is the most powerful thing in Marvel Snap is cost reduction. Yep. Yes. So like you that, think about it, like
2: Lockjaw's the ultimate cost reduction card, right? Whoop. You play a one drop, you get a six drop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it I mean lockjaw and quinjet are both cost reductions. Zabu is cost reduction. And that's better than plus three stats. Plus three scaling is gonna show up again, spoiler. Oh. And then um mm-hmm. and then we have like just good stuff, and that tends to fall to either severe cost reduction or insane scaling.
2: Yeah. And well, don't forget, they're... Surfer also ran Sarah, which is also cost reduction. Which is also cost reduction. It's just yeah. Sarah's
0: like, which is this is insane, right? But like, when in the realm of cost reduction, Sarah is bad.
2: Sarah's so tame now. Yeah, yeah she,
0: like she's just a yeah. normal like fair cost reduction. She's not doing lock draw Quinjet for stones for zero or Zabu's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Shuri, Shuri Red Skull. This is. This won one of the Snap Fan tournaments uh, back when Shuri was 4-2, and then the next card could be played anywhere. So you just threw it on top of Cosmo, and then threw another card on top of Armor, and won. Um, this... Where does this go?
2: First of all, I hate this list. Where's the Sauron? <laughs>
0: It didn't run Sauron, Sauron back was... then. It it did not run Sauron because it had Cosmo. It had, oh yeah, back, had then, Cosmo. back then there was no Sauron.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> had Sauron Cosmo. Right. It's, it's, but the originals. I forget that Sauron came later. Oh, no, no man, Sauron was out. Was... Sauron
0: was
3: out. It yeah. Just no, I mean, the the because... Sauron version came later. Oh, yeah, 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 it had to be. Cosmo was yeah. too important. Yeah. yeah. This was very broken. Okay, I don't think this beats like the the OG Quinjet Thanos, but like it was up there as well because shuri back then i think a lot of people forgot by now shuri back then you could like literally play shuri mm-hmm. left and play your red scout in the cosmo lane yep. that was that was mad yep. right? yeah right like that was one of the reasons why uh the whole she helped taskmaster dynamic was so crazy as well because you could shuri in whatever lane and then like okay obviously we'll be talking about bounce later but like the whole she hulk taskmaster thing gives very bounce vibes because they don't know where your 20 power thing plus another 20 power thing is going and there, there's no like, like, like sign, right? Because shuri that, that doesn't mean that you play shuri on the left. You need to play cards on the left. You can totally not play anything there. Uh, like I think the power of this deck, as much as yes, you are playing like nice curve into shuri red Scout task. The power comes from the fact that you can shuri into like big boy wherever, often behind the armor or Cosmo. and then that's it. No mm. shadow king. I mean, even if there was two played shadow king at four three, so like um. Uh, Yeah, this deck was like 9... There there was inevitability to this deck, which is like, if they have it, you just die. It's a different kind of thing from Thanos, whereby they churn out random amounts of huge power of the Lockjaw. This one is like, inevitable. Shuri on 4, and you know you're probably dead somehow or other. So, this is still second to last, though.
2: Yeah. Like, a lot of the... the a lot of the, it's just like this deck. Like, yeah, like the power where it went was very unpredictable, but like it kind of has a similar problem to Zabu, where if you diagnosed earlier you're playing against Shuri and they snap, it's like, okay, well, they have Shuri into Red Skull into the this, or they have Shuri into She Hulk into Taskmaster. I'm dead. And you can just leave, or if you can beat it, right. then you stay and you beat it. But it's just, I think the, like we were talking about, like the Bleach and these other decks just add so much. Uh, power to the decks because it gives you this huge advantage where you know your opponent can't do anything but play points and you just get to do all this the same crazy things you've been doing whereas this is just doing its thing it's kind of like it's, it's similar to surfer in that way right where it's it's just doing its thing and it's playing a ton of points and asking can you beat can you beat my points and if you can't you lose whereas well, the other decks were a lot harder to uh to beat a lot of times because of the the leech stuff
0: well Surfer had Cosmo and Surfer I guess both have Cosmo, but Surfer also had Storm and Juggernaut.
3: Yeah. Well this period this period I think Raid Skull was a five fifteen or so that yeah. was like a big yeah, difference. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think that this is yeah. still the second or worst deck. Like it's better than Death Wave. But I don't think it's yeah. For sure. but I don't think it's, it's better than Leech uh, Leader. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's better than Leech Leader actually, because you actually fight for points effectively yeah, but like, with your just, curve as just well. Leader, right? Yeah, I know, but like you don't lose the early game. That's the thing. So. You see,
2: and Shuri again was a, a series five, right? And you didn't see this deck nearly as much as you saw Leech Leader. But I do think I, don't, I can see putting this above Leech Leader as far as power level. I think a lot of the Leech Leader stuff is skewed because so many people played that deck. I mean, I just think that this would get
0: wrecked by Leech and Leader. Like those two cards in particular would absolutely face Uh,
2: you. Still have red skull. Like Like sure, but if you're red Skulling on five,
0: what are you doing on six? If you're leech, like they play leader, you played your
3: she Hulk. Titania, yeah, I guess
2: lizard. If you didn't get to
3: play them earlier, I think my real question here is whether this is above Krynov so far. No, no. Do you think? I'm fine with that. Like, I don't think. No, so. I, I know it's for sure below Zabu, for sure below Thanos Lockjaw, but I can't figure out a bit about the Surfer. That's a the really sun. yeah. Oh,
2: surfer, sure. like Surfer is the like. Yeah, that's kind so of I the could... bar, right? We figured out was like it's either above or below Surfer.
0: Um, so wait, is it above Surfer? Because they couldn't Surfer couldn't get to thirty points in two lanes.
3: Yeah, correct. I think that's the the, the, the question that I was thinking about, which is that We're can all right. rate thirty power rate self flip be flipped by like brood stuff with surfer i don't think consistently though no,
2: and, right. and she hawk was still 10 right so two of the cards on here are, are, are too low yeah so this...
3: brute is. let's just say brute is three 15. it'll be 15 power mm. with surfer so plus six with red scout right. 21 you need another 10 power oh it's not actually easy right you need like a literal maximus in that lane yep. you need well. all of your biggest power and then you better have storm and uh
0: juggernaut okay. to win another right so like this is probably sure. I'm, putting, I'm
3: putting this above so far yeah
2: just based on that i'm comfortable with that okay yeah. that's, yeah. Hi- that's higher than to i thought me. for that card that deck i hated that deck but,
0: that the like deck that is boring well, it doesn't yeah. mean it's yeah bad, i didn't say right? bad it's just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. yeah all right this is my favorite right. Right. deck Let's in think. the history it's... of snap it's valhalla thanos lane control back with oh, two two p's this was
3: mine and coco's thing yeah this is my favorite deck ever. Hey,
0: how is Coco? I haven't heard of Coco. Heard from Coco in forever.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard Coco. Coco's just, like, chilling. It hasn't yeah. really played much snap recently. So, yeah, this, this deck was
0: completely absurd. It basically won a lane with either Spider-Man or Professor X, and then it played Valkyrie and won another lane. Yeah. And that was that. It was the best deck. Into, like, it farmed Shuri Red Skull. Yeah.
3: yeah that was I literally I was... tweeted this deck saying that this is the Shuri Farmer, because it just farms Shuri. And it was so fun. 2-2 Beast with Stones was unbelievable.
2: Yeah. God, I forgot
3: about 2-2 cost beast. He was so fun. Yeah. Also, Valkyrie dodges armor, which was one of the things Mm -hmm. that Shuri had going for it, right? Like, you could play Red Scout Mm -hmm. in the armor lane. Yeah. I mean, when was this a thing? Right right after Shuri. Yeah. When Shuri... I, I think the Quinjet was the Quinjet Lockjaw thing. It yeah, I was, was think was nerfed by then. So like it. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we moved to the next
0: thing. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Next thing so in like it. right after Zabu was nerfed, immediately <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, Red Skull is the best thing." And Red Skull was the best thing for like two weeks, and then the Thanos deck happened. Yeah, and, and, then, and um, then they coolly yeah, Lockjaw and Space Stone. Yeah, then they when they nerfed at the same time. Yeah, they nerfed like the entire Thanos deck, but they barely touched Shuri for months. So Mm -hmm. this became the character. And then they nerfed
3: this out of existence. But they still left Shuri for another, like, two months. Yeah. This was the first showing of, like... What we have now, like in the current state of the game, whereby early prof X was king, right? Like yep. you just stack a lane and you prof. Like people didn't realise how oppressive this was, right, back then already. Because like, this deck wasn't as popular. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs> but, like
2: oh, I definitely And did. also that
3: there was the old <laughs> Spider-Man, right? Like the, the whole pr- concept of this was like lock one lane, Dino solo another, <laughs> done. Or like reverse, like reverse big stats instead of playing Dino you valkyrie their stuff. Mm-hmm. With a soul stone or whatever. I think I even had Blue Marble in here <laughs> instead of one of these cards. Because like yeah, yeah, you that, get a bit over the top. That auto wins yeah. you the Valkyrie lane. It was instead of here. Against other decks. <sighs> yeah, yeah, instead of Daredevil, devil, yeah. yeah. I didn't really like that. Like but other, yeah. yeah, this this one. Uh can we realistically put this above Shuri just cause it farms Shuri? I feel like it yeah. has worse matchups than Queen Jet Lockjaw. So it beats yeah. the crap out of Surfer.
0: Like uh, bad Surfer does she not does like out. having its lanes locked down, and Valkyrie is hilarious against Surfer. Okay,
3: so are we okay? So we put this against above Surfer. I can get it, but like, do we that, put it above? It's better Shuri, than Shuri. Just because we beat
2: Shuri. I actually disagree with it going above Surfer. I think just on base power level, because that's the question, right? It's not like whether it beats okay, those decks, but it's like we're looking yeah. at the base power level of the decks. This is a this is a Professor X deck. It was one of the first, and it was it was really fun. But like this is not like this deck is not nearly as powerful as Zabu, it's not nearly so, as powerful as Surfer. Like yeah, well, it's it, not it nearly beats as powerful Surfer. as Zabu. But like yeah. So the thing it did, I think what we're
0: missing here with like that outlook is that Spider Man and Professor X meant that it was insane it wasn't a professor x deck right like the way we think of professor x decks now is like that's a one-trick pony yeah spider-man this was, was more so similar much to better the Zob, yeah
2: right like this was more yeah, similar to the zabu mm-hmm. absorbing man thing right because you x one lane you
3: spider-man another and then you just did whatever you wanted at the third lane <laughs> and yeah. they did generally Actually, was good enough wanna put this like one below shuri okay but hear me out i, I so do they, think this shuri. farms shuri but it this was good because this was the, by, the, the by-product of Shuri being good. Like, I think that at, at, at that point in time, there are a lot of decks that could be this. Like, this deck loses super hard to Killmonger, by the way. Like, if yeah. they Killmonger you on curve, yeah. like, uh, you you don't have enough to secure the prof lane like, at all. So, like, I don't know. I feel like this, had, this has, like, more bad matchups, but it has that one very good Shuri matchup. So, I think this could be lower that's, than Shuri, but yeah. I'm not sure if it's higher than Surfer.
2: See, that's what... Or I maybe, guess that's my... My point with this one is, I feel like it's just a lower power level overall, like deck. This is a timestone. Yeah. It's a timestone Professor X deck. This is a deck that struggled really hard when you didn't draw Spider Man and Professor if, X. Like if, that's the if thing is, like
0: I've... W told us to run Psylocke in it months earlier. Psylocke <laughs> I mean, would have been I know. so well, good. Would in be this good deck. here. Actually, we just yeah. didn't know. We yeah. no one thought so of it just until take W it did out. three months later. Yeah. Yeah. God, Psylocke would have been so, like. Can you imagine how much more oppressive this deck would have been?
3: Okay. Yeah. Shall we put this below surfer? First?
1: I think it's, I right think like it's surfer. below surfer
0: in the yeah, entire pool of
1: decks we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. It's my favorite deck ever. So, like, I guess I'm just too high on it. Fine.
3: Yeah, I love this deck as well. Just I, that, like, I, I feel it, like it, but... it's just one of those decks that like was really good because it was around during the time I, where yeah, we had. I agree. very
0: few decks in the history of Marvel Snap can deal with double lane lock. <laughs> Like There's the sheer amount of times that you could go Professor X on four and then Spider Man on five and just be like, oh, but I it just, did it so man.
2: much less consistently it than the it, Moon Girl Zabu decks did. In.
0: Yes. Okay. Then the Moon Girl Zabu decks, sure. Then what is arguably the best deck in the history of Snap, sure. But like it's still the second most consistent way to do that ever. Yeah. But
2: you. I would still say you did it in what? Probably like 10% of games? Oh, I think it was way like, more than that. I think it was way more uh,
0: than that because uh, don't forget, yeah, like you I'll would go, about
2: it. you would go stone stone beast.
0: Oh, like you would go stone beast, George. You drew so much, yeah. Like this is the ultimate right. mindstone as a snap, right? Because if you could mind stone and then use yeah. it and Mindstone again, oh, you were Garen the time stone on three. Yeah. All right. I miss those days.
2: Anyway,
3: oh <laughs> uh, this. So the only stats deck. I also love this deck. This deck had one of the most absurd win rates online ever. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was
2: completely insane. Um, this is just like the the originate the, like one of the original good card decks, right? Like where you just you're yes. literally just playing all good cards. Like mm-hmm. the deck is just all nice static cards with really good effects, and you just win a lot of games that way. I I personally love when decks like this are good because it's like it's. Just a pile of good stats, mm-hmm. but I'd never felt like this deck was oppressive in the way some of the other decks we've talked about have been. Oh like God, this yes. is the first sighting of the two costs of Abu, right? Where it only reduced by one. It, it's still a great deck. Still a deck that did a powerful things, but it was not what I even think would say like Surfer was when it, in his heyday. Yeah, this is the worst deck so far.
3: Probably, yeah. Uh. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think this might be worse than Death Wave or so. Like, okay, obviously, Death Wave is more inconsistent than this, but, like, in terms of, like, low roll potential versus high roll potential, this deck has, like... Okay, so, honestly, this deck has, like, zero high roll potential. This deck yeah. is not a high roll deck. This deck is just play cards on curve and hope it works out, dot deck. So, like, I agree with what Peaceful said. Like, this this deck... It was around, but it never really defined anything, right? It was <laughs> just there. The deck was just there. So... <laughs> not trying to say black hole into stature then wasn't good but like it it didn't really like you this was so beatable right this was Mm -hmm. one of the first like common decks that people played that had a high win rate and yet it was so beatable as well Mm -hmm. so I think I think this deck I think this deck easily the lowest on our list so far unless of course anyone has a Mm -hmm. differing opinion
2: I agree yeah it's just it's just fine it's just good cards but it yeah, doesn't. It's just like oh, it's deck that right? is yeah. playable. It's fair, yeah.
0: and we're comparing it to like literally every other deck on the list so far has done something that is fundamentally unfair.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I think SD nerfed the whole Black Bolt stature thing just because it was just overplayed. So annoying. And, it was yeah. So annoying.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. I wish yeah. Like, fantastic.
3: Yeah. Put at least yeah. one of them
2: back. Come on. <laughs>
1: Especially since statue. I will not think the one shirt. seven statue. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah.
3: five seven and one seven.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it reminds me a lot yeah. of like the current Shuri deck where it's just like it's solid, it's a good deck, but mm-hmm. it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The original
3: Iron Patriot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like how we showed this first before Silk, because this was actually in my collection way before I did Silk. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the first one. So
0: what happened was, um, this is the Hitmonkey month. I remember this very well. And everyone's like, Hitmonkey's going to be great, but they also made Sandman a 5-5 at the same time. And for like three <laughs> days, everyone's like, Sandman! And then um, Patriot beats the face-off Sandman.
3: Yeah, and so because of just like the stats. But I we mean, uh... also may have a newer stack
2: yeah i'm gonna i was gonna say i'm gonna say something maybe a little controversial but i don't even know if we did, we should be talking about this deck like it's fine yeah. Plus, it was the best <laughs> deck in know. the game for a while
3: it's every deck it was probably, the best deck in the game for
2: a while yeah that's fair i mean but like i feel like this was this only... never
3: reached the forged brute app status no. though which we will talk yeah. about later i think this yeah. never reached there um this one way more vulnerable to enchantress than forged brute apps which is a talking point for later mm. um i think this is the one on the list currently yep. mm-hmm. by a long margin really? like by a wide margin i think yeah. like this i looked at this just, the
2: list and
1: cons- wondered why it was here
2: it's
0: it's be here honest. because it yeah, there's the a best.
1: consistency No, you get it <laughs> like i literally it said seemed he- to compete with the others yeah <laughs> this, what was was deck- it the best deck
2: in the game for a while yes that's all that was the only criteria i had so like it was a combination of things though right like Like you said, Sandman was very popular. And then it's also just very straightforward to play, right? It's like Electro Ramp to me. Like, this is a better version of Electro Ramp where you know exactly what to do every turn. Like, where you play your cards with this deck actually doesn't even matter as much as normal decks because Debris, Doctor Doom, Brood, like, all these... Mr. Sinister. Like, most of your lanes are going to be pretty full anyway. So, like, you can make plenty of mistakes with card placement and still, like... This is... Without a nicer way to say it that I can think of off the top of my head, this is a noob deck. This is something you can pick up if you have these cards and you're not super familiar with playing Marvel Snap, and post a good win rate. Hence, having one of the best mm. win rates in the game for a while. Like it's just very simple to play.
3: Yeah. I do think this beats Leech Leader though, but like I won't I won't put it above the list of like 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 above Leech Leader. But I do think this beats Leech Leader simply because if if you have Patreon Tree and they Leech you, everything else gets buffed as well. well Leech so. Leech Leader mm. ran Enchantress. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay, then probably not. Then, yeah.
2: Well, remember, this isn't a direct comparison, right? We're not seeing which deck can yeah. be yeah. which. But it's well, more it like, matters if, think... like,
3: if it, against the field, right? So, like,
0: it yeah. does matter to some extent. It's just not the only thing we're looking at. All right. Oh, I love. Th- I like this. It, it's time for is... lampy's favorite deck ever.
3: No, but the one I played was no IW, but still similar similar errors. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, so... that's that was the swing spot. There's like seven. I had a bunch of different
0: versions. I just picked yeah. one randomly. I didn't care enough. Um, like, yeah, it's fine. Like the like whatever for the last spot, right? Uh, this is the completely broken kitty that got plus two power every time. Um, yeah, yeah. And the monkey one negative okay. two hood instead of negative three. Hit monkey is yeah. a two zero. Yeah.
3: Beast is a two two. Ah, um, this deck was so gross. This deck was kept honestly uh, under. Okay, I wouldn't say underwrap, so I was kept uh, kept under control for the longest time because of mm. public sentiment, which was a little bit my fault as well because yeah. I I thought this was bad I into remember you saying that. Sandman decks. And it was little bad. did I know, after just one day of testing, this completely obliterates mm. Sandman, if you know what you're doing. Because oh, yeah. on the turn they play Sandman, right? You just go like <laughs> Monkey Mysterio and they play a 5-4, you play like, what, 14 stats and then you just win. So, yeah, and like, there's so many ways of offloading stats in this deck like i feel this deck is like beta sarah deck like i've never played beta by the way but km best keeps telling me about the beta sarah decks and how it just like throws points everywhere uh this is like that basically what what this does is effectively you get such cheap like Mm -hmm. points and you can allocate them wherever you want and the power of doing that is that like you can like look at what your opponent did first it's like very sarah-esque without actually playing sarah like you look at you look, you look at where the stuff is for your opponent and then you look at your hand you're holding a 110 kitty you're holding a two two zero monkey with a mysterio you, hold, you have a bishop and an angela on board and you're just like how do i lose right yeah. like, because you know exactly where you need to put everything and the answer is already on the board so it's very sarah-esque without actually having to play sarah
2: yeah the iron man which was i believe lammy's Originated
3: that right in the bounce list.
2: That was the no, I grabbed it from
3: piece. W, but just that he didn't, oh. play he didn't play it as much as I did yeah. in the end. Yeah,
2: oh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, either way, whoever like, that was the genius tech that took this from being like never able to beat the Sandman style decks to like you just didn't really care that much. I, I agree. Like, I also think... the
3: Iron Man stuff just solos Shuri mm-hmm. Ritzkull, yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. So, I so my favorite
0: thing about this deck was Beast was nerfed. And everyone went, oh my God, Bounce is dead. I played mm-hmm. it that day. I had a 90% win rate in the 90s and just went infinite. And I was like, I don't think Beast was so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> it just got much beast worse. Beast was too
3: good. He, he yeah. was too good before the nerf. Look, I want Beast to be a 2 2 again. I miss 2 2 Beast. I would want but 2, but then two, there'll, two, be okay. havoc, there'll be havoc that we may have, man. So I no, don't want a 1 2 Beast because the game will
0: literally collapse. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Where? This so,
3: one. Uh, I mean it's As better one than a, this one's w- better than sure I would say better than Patriot, better than uh so, the the Black bull one, right? For sure. Yeah, so like yeah.
0: like well, let's start with Surfer. Surfers are a good place to start. Is this ahead or behind surfer?
2: It, it's a similar style to Surfer, right? Where it's like a it's, it's like a turn five, style. six combo-ish deck
3: where sure. you're, it you're just throwing out a way ton of points. higher. It goes way higher, yes. This one yeah. goes this way, way surfer. higher.
2: I think this is above Surfer. I would say for sure above Surfer. How high does it go, though? This well, deck, the next really deck above Surfer is Shuri. Like, oh, original it's Shuri. above Shuri. I would say is definitely above Shuri. This deck did not... Shuri lost to more things than this oh, did, I think. Yeah,
3: Shuri lost to this. Yes, yes, yes. Shuri lost to this so easily. Yeah. yeah it was...
1: I think this, is, so this now has got to be... So now it's to be of Shuri lost to this?
3: Yeah. Yeah, All Shuri does lose to this. Like, yeah, this Iron flips Man. the Red Skull lane so easily. <laughs> yep. So it's just 30? Well, 30 wasn't sometimes. that much power
0: for this deck, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, your non-Iron Man lane hit 30 sometimes.
2: Yes, yeah.
3: exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah, this, so,
3: this deck was... So it's I, this or sort of Thanos Lockjaw right now, right? That's I, think it's star, I think Thanos Lockjaw beats
2: this. Yeah, I think this yeah, is third. Are sure?
3: yeah. yeah. I'm quite sure Thanos Lockjaw is scarier than this, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, I think just... I just don't um, think Thanos I, Lockjaw can get tall enough. The, you, I don't think well, it's, just about them. Them. it's just that it's just that
3: any occurrence of random leech popping from Lockjaw, you lose on yep. the spot. Hang on, yep. what
1: Yeti. It just turns off your hand on turn 6. Or actually yeah, when the when the leech yeah, comes s- out. S- since when
0: out. does yeah, but that okay, when the leech comes out is the issue.
2: Cuz if leech happened I don't on think it really mattered that much as long as you hit yeah. either kitty or hit monkey you usually won.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cause, so I' think One third... thing we need to remember about Thanos Lockjaw. Uh, one thing we need to remember about Thanos Lockjaw is that like, you, you you know sometimes you just talk about that and like that one particular combo and you like think it's that's it. Like Thanos Lockjaw was really just Thanos and Lockjaw. So Lockjaw plus stones. Like the the deck was that power level because of Lockjaw plus the stones and yeah. like whatever byproduct of what happens after stuff comes out of the Lockjaw is is like, I think something we should consider when we think of its power level. So, yeah, like, you literally just play the whole game just to do that thing.
1: Yeah. So, Does so, this win over Thanos' job because of consistency?
3: I think, le- I think it, it's below.
1: I mean, yeah. it is a lot more consistent.
3: It, it is. is. more consistent,
1: yes, but,
2: but I think it loses to more things, and, I I, I don't know. I, yeah.
0: I, I don't, what I can't think lo- of a deck
3: other than original Zabu. This loses more... to lockdown stuff so hard, though. Like, yeah,
0: I never found yeah. that. You always said that, and I never thought that was true. Like, unless you, they can get double lockdown, like, I just went so tall in my other two lanes, I didn't care.
3: So, <laughs> I would like to agree with you, so, but, like, and like, I'm only agreeing and, and, with you because I know... And Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, as in, I'm agreeing with you because, like, I know what to do with this yeah. deck, but, like, like, 90% of people lose to lockdown with this deck, so, yeah, like, no I, I still feel like... I guess. I just. Yeah. I this also, like, remember, a this problem. was
2: back when Wave was a very common. But Wave card was so easy to beat. The did Wave
0: the thing so that it used to do. To Wave and, was always and... so easy to beat. You just went off on five.
3: <sighs> yeah. I also completely agree with you there, but like, like, and no one else feels. Not most people both, feel like, the same way, you so. c- I always found with this deck, you could easily beat Wave.
2: You could easily beat Salmon. Beating both in the same game was really difficult. That's, that's just, true. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what yeah, I Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: The the Sandman deck needs to go like wave into Sandman instead yeah. of being greedy and go wave into Doom. And the moment they go wave into Doom, they lose. They need yep. to go wave into Sandman straight up. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, right.
2: always drop Sandman as early as possible.
3: All right. So I think it's slightly below as long draw Fine, I don't agree, but that's great.
2: Being the third best very deck ever is a very good place to be. <laughs> fine. That deck was fantastic. Yeah. All right. For so nine. we
0: are now at ten <laughs> decks on the list, which means every deck we add to the list is going to eliminate something. Uh, the de- uh, default Galactus. I think I don't even think this makes
2: the cut. I gotta I be mean, honest. So
0: it, it just has to make where we are now. So <laughs> yeah. it's obviously below Surfer. Let's start with Thanos Valhalla. Is this worse or better than Thanos Valhalla?
3: Worse.
2: Okay. Yes. Right. But like,
3: Thanos Valhalla is a lockdown deck. Yeah. And Thanos and, and Loki already some uh, sorry not Loki. Galactus already sometimes just loses to itself because it gets locked out by locations. And then yeah. you know you're playing against a lockdown deck. So. Leech leader above Galactus, yes? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. By a lot yes, yes, I would yes. say. Which means we're at only stats. No,
1: we're yeah, at Death Wave. I, I, Wait, what Yeti what? Go. Death Wave is after Leech Leader. Oh, Death Wave, you're right, you're right.
2: Like, isn't this just a worse Death Wave? A-, a deck that has to draw its cards in a very specific order, but then sometimes when it does it, it still doesn't win? Like, I don't know. Like, this Galactus, especially, like, when it was a more common deck, was just not very good. People just didn't was like this it.
3: Six, seven, it. Was this 6-7 It was 6-7 Galactus, right? No, this is the Probably last 6-2. Two two two. Oh, six, two already. I can't remember when 6-7 Galactus was a thing. There was probably some. When time, was but... go-
2: I? I can't believe this was ever the best deck in the game for any. So period there was of time.
0: that period where Browdy won like tournaments with it and stuff, and like it was There's just a lot more meta. like a meta call because yeah. nobody was prepared.
3: Well, there was yeah. just no
0: answer. Like the end, an- they nerfed like all the answers, right? Like they pulled Arrow out of the meta, and, like all yeah. the like stuff that could go tall enough early. You know what I mean? Like and then Null was just game winning, and you still had the Spider Man wow. play. Spider Man was a five four at this point, but it was still like.
2: The, oh yeah, this did still have the turn four galactic. I rank this like very
3: low actually. Yeah, I, I think this might be my low.
2: lowest deck so far.
3: Lower? Is it lower than, than the Patriot? Patriot. Is it lower than the Patriot? <laughs> I think it's better than Iron Patriot, but at this point, I think it's better than the Patriot.
0: <laughs> so at this point, we're, okay, we're debating fair. things that aren't making the final list, so whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, hubered.
1: you can the if you like, want. Like, to do think me, it's... the Patriot
3: is the easiest card from the list ever. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I can't argue with that. Where are we putting it? Number Second to last. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it, it won't be here long because uh, I think it just oh, got no, kicked off. Uh, this I was think it's getting kicked off now. Together with bounce, I remember. Yeah, yeah. this was nowhere near bounce. People kept telling me this was a good bounce, and this had no shot against.
3: Bounce. Oh no, no, this, 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 this is hundred percent unfavorable into bounce. Yeah. That's why we're doing creator clash. I bounce and not this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. kept, very simple. Everyone yeah. kept being
0: like, "Oh, that lock draw." And I was like, "What? You have no chance. Would you like to play that matchup?" Yeah, let's go ahead, go. Like it was just like, "Oh, that Hulk's like a 20. I'm like, "Great, good for you." My Enjoy build like of this 35 deck had, power
2: looms. Yeah. My build of this deck had wave in it because no one ever mm-hmm. expected wave out of Lockjaw and yeah, that ran, won me so many games.
0: I ran wave against Bells.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, the Mongo was my my, my inclusion, my contribution to the list. Yeah. Cause because like this deck had like zero early game, right? So you needed to invalidate some early game. Yeah. And like I didn't I didn't play wave because to me, the most important thing that you needed to do on this game, in this in this deck, is play chain on five. Like it's, yeah. it's too much swing, but yeah, no, it's a small difference. Um, this one I think it's above, uh, is above. Uh, is the only stats left yeah. deck? So wait, is it above Death yeah. Wave? It's above Death Wave, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. The Leech leader, I don't think it's better than
3: no. Uh, hmm. wow, actually, I'm not sure. Like the moment I get locked on. Three? How does each leader ever win? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair. Oh, yeah. Fair. Impossible for leech leader okay.
0: to win. There. Okay. I could see that. So are like, we? Ab- uh... So are we above Thanos Valhalla? Because I would assume not.
3: It's also not. Nah. Like, than- what
0: Thanos Valhalla does is invalidate big dumb guys.
3: Okay, but Thanos Valhalla's weak, like like this particular build is scary because you have Monger, like this yeah. exact build. Sure, yeah, but so like not... that's
0: an exact. You know what I mean? Like. In a head-to-head yeah, yeah, show, yeah, but like, it, and even then, like, Valkyrie is still going to do a decent job of winning those games. Yeah,
3: true. All right, I think this is below Donald's Valhalla. Okay. I can agree with that. So, Evolve um, So, I'm
0: probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I loved when Spider-Ham went in this deck. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: that was yeah, so same, I guess. Like,
0: original Spider-Ham I remember, was a... I remember like, I was like, it's... Oh, original Spider-Ham was a dumb card.
3: So, is this number five
0: on the list? This oh. is number seven.
3: Yeah, Seven. Oh, So okay. uh, let's let's okay. is a good
0: time right, to, to be reread. Honest. So Yeti, can you give us our top ten so far?
1: Yeah, so we got Zabu, followed by Thanos, Lockjaw, Bounce, Shuri, Surfer, Thanos, Valhalla, Evo, Lockjaw, Leech Leader, Death Wave, Darkhawk Stats, Galactus, and Iron Patriot. I guess I went. Yeah, you can those, get rid of the number almost. eleven. They, they no longer yeah. exist. <laughs>
2: okay. Alright, we can move on, right? I like that so far. I think that list is pretty solid.
0: Time for W's only the W Thanos list. That uh, look, this deck is like clearly the worst Thanos list here, except that it's the only one that has Scylla.
3: It's the only relevant one of its time, sadly. Yeah. Um, wait, was this wait? This was before Silk, really? Yep.
0: Oh, According I to, like, I, I um literally found that at this point, we're just me scrolling through KM's uh, Twitter feed. Okay, so I okay. could see literally, like, if it happened in that order, then that's when it was okay, tweeted. Okay, okay.
3: I think this deck was, like, the only viable way to play Thanos then, but yeah. it didn't really define too much, per se. So, I mean, it made people remember that Professor X on 4 was insane, but, like. It was a tournament deck.
2: So yeah. think about this list in particular is that it really preyed on like what the metagame was going through at the time, which if I remember correctly was when, oh gosh, that was after there was a, there had been a bunch of nerfs. I remember this deck popped up because mm-hmm. everybody was trying to do
3: still around.
2: That might have yes. been, maybe that's what it was. This was when, mm-hmm. okay, that's what it was. This yeah. was quite good and to there, bounce. As good as This A. was yes. very good into Bounce. Like, this destroyed yes. Bounce. Very good into Bounce. Because <laughs> yeah, you had Strike Cosmo Bounce. to lock up one lane. You played Devil Dino behind the Cosmo. They couldn't play their Hit Monkey there. Mm. And you just won because you had Professor X for another lane. The Claw tech is what I always think of W4. I know y'all are loving on him for Psylocke, but he's, like, other people played Claw, but he really, like, he was the I one. He's played always Claw. played Claw in his Thanos stuff. I played I Claw love my it. Thanos decks from day one. Um, I love Claw.
0: I, i'm a giant claw fan so claw was in my um my second season infinite that ramp deck i mentioned so yeah. i've like always had a soft spot for claw because yeah. people would the thing... people do do math and then you just win with claw
2: yeah yeah the thing i hate Where about miss marvel i love miss marvel as a card but the thing i hate most about her is how she's invalidated claw
3: yep poor claw true true yeah Yeah. No one plays claw anymore oh. of
2: why not and both? you should
3: uh, that's true How do you rank this uh, it can't be above Valhalla, right? Valhalla is just a better deck. I think I think Valhalla is better than this, yeah. So then
0: we're talking about this in Evolved Lockjaw. I would assume Evolved Draw is above this. I would
2: put Evolved
3: Lockjaw uh, above this. That was a Yeah, I would draw above this. If something. only
2: for the tiebreaker of these decks existed at the same time and this had a horrible matchup into that. That's fair. Leech Leader? You hated playing. <sighs> I think for wow. its time, Leech Leader was a much better deck sure but if we're playing these into okay, each yes. other fine right like
0: i think even like if you just played these into each other
2: leech, leech Leader. Wonder how, i think og leader would be one of the best cards in the game right now i think oh, under, yeah, i think you're undercutting that a little bit yeah first I I, I I would put leech, i would put leech leader above this and it, it okay, pains me to do way. it but so that's my no, personal opinion
0: so this is now number nine sure yeah, I'm sure. I'm gonna call. Can we call this W Thanos? Because I think he deserves the credit. That's yeah, fine. sure. Look, the Psylocke tech literally is something that is in every Thanos deck from then until the end of time,
3: and it define yeah, sh- it, defi- it defines this archetype, and it, yeah.
0: sh- it yeah. should have been in all of the earlier <laughs> Thanos decks that we didn't. Think of yeah,
3: and it made it. In, well,
0: yeah.
2: it made it in and out of a lot of lists before then. I feel like, but he's the one yes, who but always has run it.
0: It just no, it wasn't in Thanos. It just literally was not seen in Thanos. It was
3: in other decks. Hmm. Like, I've always actually for what it's for what it's worth, I think Psylocke is not a good card, but it supports this yes. style very well. So, like it supports yeah. the five strategy very well. I so I've always thought that one
0: of the things that Ramp could do, Sandman Ramp could do, and yes. it, I did it. It was in my original one. Is run um Psylocke on as a three, so you can go something like Sandman into um Devil Dino.
3: Yeah. Okay. And it's just
0: it works perfectly fine okay all right
3: what the hell is this oh we know this list lamby tell <laughs> us about your list uh, this one was uh okay so history behind this one literally on the biggest like spider-man patch this was when spider-man first became this right mm-hmm. um so spider-man became this i turned on the stream we cooked this this was literally 11 out of 12 cuts from the first version we ever started and it was like It's like we got lucky also. I think we got it right on the first time. So this deck was Uh, a byproduct.
0: Nightcrawler, not Vision. Yes, I covered that deck. This deck was right
3: away. (laughs) A byproduct. I mean, uh, was this deck became number one because, uh, it just invalidated the previous like sort of like top tier deck, which was Darkhawk, right? Darkhawk Zabu. Mm Uh, Darkhawk Zabu at a point in time ran enchantress and shang, and this was the my my sales pitch, which made a lot of sense, which was like this deck. Cannot be shanked. Cannot be enchantressed, And, I mean, you can literally make your Angela a 2-8 and Craven a 2-8, which was something that we actively were trying to do. And Z- Zabu just gets, like, dead cards. Also, this deck, I feel like, uh, also had quite a bit of skill agency because, firstly, uh, the Silk itself is a card. Like, you guys think Werewolf was a headache, right? It's a headache now, right? But Silk is more of a headache in the sense that, like, you have, like, less control mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. Silk in general. So I feel like this deck um just 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 puts a lot of like 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 basically like learning this deck like puts you in a very favorable position versus firstly like like the Dark Hawks, the mirrors, right? Playing this better in the mirrors is like it's quite evident. And at a point in time, I feel like this deck was just in a very strong there was no real wombo combo deck in that era like this era like if there was like a phoenix force thing during this era this would get crushed by that because this is just like fair stats on curve into more stats that cannot be shanked so like the average power on the board for each lane this one is like between like like 15 to 20 nothing too crazy but it's just like it's uncounterable stats you know and of course uh, legion came out here uh, around this time as well, I think Uh, legion fit perfectly into here in the mid range deck uh Captain Marvel, at that time was pretty good of card plus move synergy as well with Craven. So everything just kind of clicked with this deck. Like, mm-hmm. like I know I originate, I like popularized this, but like the, the everything was already just there. Like it just kind of clicked. And the Spider-Man, like turning into a 3-5, just kind of pushed this um into like overdrive a little bit. Because that's another thing you play on curve to supplement your Craven, your Angela. Like unclogging your lane so you can play more stuff into Angela. Like everything just worked. Like a lot of people that uh pick this up during that time too. this day tell me this is their favorite deck and favorite meta of like, like like since they started playing and I, I can understand right there's a lot of like synergies and there's player agency and what more what, what can I say it's my one of my biggest brainchilds and contributions to the game and it has almost no chance of making this list
2: it's, it's just yeah. too fair. Well, okay. What I was <laughs> gonna sad. say is, it's it's like the good cards deck. We look like a black bolt statue, right? It's just yep. better. Like it's a better version of that deck. Oh which... yes, this is better than black bolt statue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, It's it's that same deck, but better because mm-hmm. you have the move so, agency, and then you also just I think your stats get taller overall.
3: Yeah. So but that's already black bolt, not on the black list. <laughs> oh, it's already not on the list. Okay, okay, so it's a higher one, than no. black bolt Stature but still not make the list. Is so, it better than Death Wave? No. Uh, nah, no. Deathwave. Deathwave Hyrule obliterates this. Yeah, yeah. Deathwave Medium roll obliterates this, right? Like, true, yeah. true. Deathwave wave true, up true. just true.
0: either Death or She so, Hulk probably okay. wins. Our original Arrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, this right. is I, so, I do like, love this deck, though. It was such yeah, a good explanation, so only to land at eleven. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, kind of, I kind of get it because like this was like good for its time, but if you compare this to every other broken deck on the list, like this is a fair deck. Like this yeah. was good for its time, but it was good fair. It was literally the Black Bull Statue deck, but slightly better, which is like yeah. not fair, yeah. uh, not not unfair at all,
2: you know. So and those decks are just the definition of like low ceiling, high floor, right? Like they just always do kind of the same thing, but like that kind of the same thing isn't going to be most decks like super high roll that's so, just how yeah, they're built agreed. but they're built to do their thing more consistently therefore your win rate is higher but This I'd, is a great deck like i'd argue not to take anything away from this
0: i'd argue marvel snap players want a meta where something
3: like this or the dark hawk deck is the best deck i agree yeah they, they enjoy this kind of stuff mm-hmm. like if you realize they really enjoy this kind of stuff they, also this is like okay Did this i agree doesn't make the list even though I, like, yeah, this doesn't make the list, but this is, like, the best fair deck the game has had in a long time. I agree with so, that. Right. So, yeah. Hang on.
0: One more thought. I don't think Glenn likes this kind of deck.
2: Hmm. Why do you think that? Okay. Because he, he, hate...
0: the cards he designs specifically are, like, how do we do the most unfair thing? And, like, do giant like, realize, flashy yeah. combos, right? And, like, When he does make a deck like this, he's like, how can I nerf five pieces in it?
3: (laughs) The funny thing is, this deck's, like, 12 cards, I don't think... I don't think SD tested this 12 cards. Like, you get what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say? Like, they tested, like, certain shells, but I'm pretty sure they didn't test, like, this... Like this, Yeah, they don't that's go my, as that's my, my and,
2: on some of the synergies as the player base does, which I think is really weird. That would be like the first thing I would do as a game developer is I would like see how far I could push something. Like when they said they didn't you, try the super all-in Loki shells, I was like, why? So that's the so, first thing I thought of.
0: So, okay. So, Loki's not fair. We all thought Loki was going to be better. We all, like, I specifically asked all three of you before Loki <laughs> came out, where do you rank Loki? And everyone's like, Loki will probably be fine. I know exactly... Wait, what... hold
3: up, hold up. Yeah. I need to check. I know I ranked him above average, 100%. You, you... you, And the
0: day after Loki came out, after your first day of testing him, you, your answer was he's good, but not tier
3: one. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I promise. Oh, I, I'll, I, I'll live with that one. No, no, because I was I was wrong
0: one. too. And I think like that kind of thing is oh, constructive, very wrong. right? Uh, but... Yeah. So safety is the only person who had Loki number one that month. And he was like, you're, you're all insane. He was like, you're all insane. He, the first day had the list. It was like the list that we all built off of forever. It was like the exact core of the list. (laughs) It's like Quinjet and collector and then Coulson and, and like Loki. And then like, he had infinite, like two hours with it. And then, yeah, it was just stupid. It was insane. So, but like, okay. Um, they don't so the first thing i do like for me now how i've gotten better at evaluating cards i will still always miss loki because what i do and the reason i knew annihilus was good is because i was like okay how does annihilus fit into dark good stuff how does annihilus fit into bounce Mm. because you just like most cards don't create new archetypes and the ones that do it's like impossible to tell if they're good or not until you play that new archetype
3: Yeah. yeah And there are, some, there are some cards that are very obviously just new archetypes, mm-hmm. right? Like High Evo, Thanos. Well, but even Annihilus and... looked like a new archetype, right? But, like, it's just,
0: okay, so maybe he's a new archetype, and I can't evaluate whether that archetype is good. I have no way to tell. But I can look and go, if I can generate 28 power on turn, 27 power on turn 4 and 5 in a Dark Hawk deck, that's going to be powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, that's All that right. was my, like, level up in card evaluation.
2: Can I can I just say one more thing since we were talking mm-hmm. about Lammy's list? I freaking love Silk and I was preaching that Silk was a great card from like the moment mm-hmm. they spoiled her and like it was so validating to see like Someone come out like almost immediately, like just within a couple days, like, with such a good list for Silk after Spider. I, I know it was oh, after Spider Man, but like yeah, but this was but, like, like two I months was playing later. him. I was was it that long? Man, yeah. my memory is getting bad. But anyway, like i had been preaching Silk was good since she came out. When this deck finally made her like a tier one deck, I was like, I've been telling you all she's a good card. Like, since,
3: like her downside is sometimes an upside. Like that's that's a good card. <laughs> You know what you know what's the thing about this deck? Like like this this could have been like created like before the Spider-Man um mm-hmm. um change. It's just that no one looked at it. I didn't even bother looking at it until the Spider-Man changed and like, all right, let's do some <laughs> move thing. Well you and know what, that, what like, started
0: was um Owl started winning tournaments with like weird janky move shit, so we knew there was something
3: there. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly.
1: Was this deck good for your average player or was
3: it a, one of those decks with a high?
1: I, I think they enjoyed level, it as
3: well. I think I think the average player enjoyed it as well. To be honest, like, the average player tells me like, that they love this deck like the most. So, I'm telling you, the snap meta wants
0: like everything to be relatively even, right? Yeah, <laughs> they want black
3: ball statues and dark hawk yeah, zabu's. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I and think so, it's a like, good.
2: <laughs> i think it's a good thing to have in the metagame like these these types of decks are both fun to play and they're skill testing and it makes you feel like you have more agency like when decks get too tall and too crazy like it doesn't feel like what you do matters that much it's like oh well did my opponent do their crazy thing and is it Mm -hmm. crazier than my crazy thing like that's less fun so i
0: lost with a um whatchamacallit hella deck that went off the other day just because they had like blob and then my other power didn't go exactly right and the blob was like I'm bigger than your infinite and your magneto and your whatever other giant thing went there and it's just like well I played complete bullshit and you played complete bullshit and your complete bullshit won like I don't know is that like that's not to me at least as fun as this
2: I agree Mm.
0: like the numbers got too big it all has it's it's not yeah it all
2: has its place right yes but when but when that's like most of the metagame like Mm -hmm. it, it gets a lot less fun to me
3: Agreed. Okay. Alright, so... Brood this me. This deck. Brood me, dude. This deck. Uh, I hate this deck.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the brood observer Man for the... Might be my most, hate deck. Was a my most
3: hated good deck in the game, actually. I still... Yeah. That, I think Zabu was mine. Is this deck...
2: How good is this deck, though, like, really, compared to the other decks we've looked at?
3: Not very... I agree. Uh, it, it has, okay, so this deck has a god curve and nothing else. Like, like if you look at the deck, right, like, you're, okay, you actually just need to look at Forge, Brood, and Epps. Mm-hmm. and then you realise that, like, if you don't draw that, the rest of the deck will never, like, survive.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Like, I, I, I know I sound a bit biased, right, but I'm not, because, like, I actually reverse-engineered this deck, like, to see why it's the best, and mm-hmm. I quickly came to the conclusion that, like, nothing mattered other than Forge, Brood, apps you can put, like, Eight other cards, and then mm-hmm. just play Forge brute apps, and it will work. And Chavez, of course. Yeah, yep. like
2: these are probably the eight best other cards, but <laughs> it doesn't
3: yeah. really matter. Like this is the deck that we like. I I know I saw somewhere on Twitter that said like, uh, this loses to this this is a patriot deck, so it loses to Ange and Rogue. But this is the furthest thing from a patriot deck. This is mm-hmm. the thing that you bring to beat the Dark Horn deck with the Shang mm-hmm. and the Ange that does it better than Silk and Smooth. Silk okay because this puts out more stats than Silk's move and uh, obviously this dies to Shadow King but at that point no one cares about Shadow King so this is the this is the deck that you put so much stats on the board so quick which is even faster than Silk's move that uh, deck like, just cave. so it's really about like Forge into Brute into apps man and then you on turn 5 and 6 you just figure out what else you want to play on curve and you just win yeah so, yeah, that's basically the deck however of this is still number 11 is this better yeah, than Death I think so. it still doesn't make the list
0: it's not, is nope. right. Like Death Wave is the bottom of our no, list. No, no, uh, no. Although it Death is Wave. time, it is time to part with Deathwave.
2: Yeah, it's, get, it's, it's getting there. A... Well, these okay. are the last X. This
0: is the last X. See. Oh wait, no, there's one more. What the fuck did I put this here for? Whatever. Um. Oh, this fuss. Yeah. Don't, we don't need to talk about. What last... is the inch,
3: not that... Oh, this is just so old shit oh, I the, didn't no, delete. Oh, the was the last one?
0: No, we've got shit I didn't delete because I messed up my slideshow. Ignore those. All right, so is they the, will so be is gone by the time anyone but us sees them.
2: Okay. So, we're just the last two we're looking at are the, the last Loki. two are these two, mm-hmm. yeah, Loki, Elsa, and then Loki, werewolf. Okay.
3: <laughs> um, I just want to say that before we begin, I am okay. Obviously, I'm 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 open to uh to being dissuaded, but three five Loki to me is the number one on our list. But yeah, that, that's so the, I'll, the I'll explain. Uh. I feel like three five Loki with any other eleven cards. Okay, yeah. no, but like, but but I get I get your point. Yeah, probably the Elsa list. Um, so I'll, okay, I'll, I'll start with my point first because if you look at it like so, so I asked this at the start of our review, right? Because I was preparing for this part, which is I asked this at the start of our review, which is um, it's basically the question is the the decks at when they were best in their time versus like the other decks that were like best of their time, correct? Like at their full mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. So, just wanna make a compelling argument whereby if I play Zabu at, on three, and I play Loki on three, I grab your Zabu on play and play it on four. Your Zabu then loses straight up. You just die. So I don't know if that's true because they because you're playing three,
0: a three two on turn four. They're playing like ten million five. power. No, on turn four. No, I mean, on turn four. Correct. You have to play a th- a two two, right? Because you're theirs yes. discards. discarded. And they're playing yes. like whatever two four drops.
3: No, but the thing is on turn five, right, your four cost cards that you one. got from them all cost one. Yeah. It's the same. Yes. Oh god, they cost one. And you do more of it than them. Yep, that's number yeah, because... that's the number one deck. <laughs> you sold oh, Yep. I, don't I just
1: remember yeah. the first few days of Loki being the craziest few days of Marble Snap I've ever seen. And it was yeah, I hated. it, it was yeah, I was mad. I was man, right? I also, I yeah. also crazy. I was oh, on and vacation, get... and I stopped going and doing stuff just so I could play.
2: <laughs> this isn't even a fair conversation, right? If we're talking about facing them one versus one, because if you played this against Zabu, you also have Mobius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we're talking on base yeah, power then... level, I would still say Zabu to me is the most oppressive deck that's ever existed. I don't know, I don't know. but but this I think head to head would definitely be Zabu. Yeah so but even Especially more than that for it's
0: time well but even more than that right like this loki not only had loki it had elsa, elsa and kitty yeah, yeah this that's
2: pretty gross
0: like and like it's very gross though. it's very gross and like it just randomly casually ran rogue just for fun like it didn't bother with shang chi because like that might stop your nonsense
2: yeah. All right. So this the, the was, thing about the Loki, era of you can't play tech cards in your Loki deck because then your Loki opponent just steals your tech cards.
3: <laughs> yeah, you you, you got to stop playing Devil Dino in the Loki deck. If not, you like lose to your mirror yeah, so Devil Dino. like, Dinos. this is but... totally number one, right? Okay. <laughs> so it, the the funny thing is like I'm not, and it's funny. I'm not even kidding. Like this is number one. Even if you change like four cards in this list, like, yeah, uh, yeah because the thing about Loki is that. Uh, I mean, it's very fresh in our minds right now, but, like, just to refresh, which is... Loki is very incentivized to play, like, tech cards that don't matter in certain matchups anyway. Like, you can literally play a tech card for one specific matchup and be fine with it. Because if it doesn't work in any other matchup, you just play Loki, right, and just swap it out. So, you are very incentivized to play, like, tech cards. So, like, the Mobius, the Rogue, the Mirage, the Jeff, all these, like, cards you could literally play any other card. Well, not any other card, but like you could play other relevant cards and it would be about the same, you know? So I, yeah. I heard s- I heard
0: someone ask recently whether pre nerf Elsa or werewolf were better for Loki, and I don't think it's close. Elsa. I think it's Elsa. No, yeah, not
2: close mm-hmm. at it's all. It's a two drop. Oh, yeah, no, they are. Yeah. Elsa is Elsa- right? Like, <laughs> pre nerf Elsa, Elsa might be the most like, like, I think, like, as far as straight stats, I think pre-nerf else is the best card they've ever, will probably ever make. I don't think they'll ever yeah, top it Yeah, Spyro
3: that. did the tweet, right? 2 with no effort. Like, his yeah. average was 2 Yeah. Both of stats. All right. Yeah. So, any, or
0: Yeti, any argument for number one?
1: Uh, I think it's just, it's number one. I think even when Zabu was around, there were other decks that people played other than Zabu. For the first week when this was around, I did not play anything else other than Loki's. It was just yeah, all true.
2: Well, the difference it was, was that it was else. a season pass card, though, right? And Zabu, Zabu was a season pass Pop card, was, but most was, of the key four drops were yeah. were hard to get. One of the key four drops
3: was hard to get. One.
2: Dark also, Hawk this and might be the Zombie Azor- Azor- Man. Were yeah, Zombie important. This,
3: yeah, it was. It was okay, I guess. Yeah, but this this, this might be the archetype or deck in the game that has gone through the most like change. In a couple of months and it's still just there, right? Like, like yeah. do do we realize how many times the Loki deck has changed? It's changed so much. Like yeah. it's changed from like the, the Queen Jack Colson to the Elsa, and then it's changed from off the Elsa, off the Angela to like like bounce. And then now we we have Zabu in here for bounce again. It's like like this deck has changed like six to eight times in the span of two months, and it's still like top two easily every single time.
1: It's been nerfed
3: a lot. Right yeah, but of, a lot. Yeah.
0: But like, they won't really nerf Loki for some reason. I mean, they
2: did. I mean, they did. They did. Yeah, they kind of did. did. I think. Did it, they, I, think it, they, I think it's coming well, again. They made it a little worse. I mean, you can't say him costing one more energy is not a nerf. It's definitely sure, a nerf. Sure,
0: sure, sure. It's a big. It's it's a com- big compare you know.
2: that to Zabu's nerf,
0: or okay, Surfer's nerf, or or Shuri's people. nerf. Or, sure. But literally compare the nerf to Loki to the nerf to any of the other big cards. Because, like, the other big cards we're talking about, let's, like, the other best cards in the history of the game. Elsa, true, true, way true. worse. Surfer,
3: oh, way they, worse. They murdered Zabu,
0: Elsa, great. Poor thing. Well, the first time they nerfed Elsa, they
3: didn't murder her, they just made her worse. Um, Yeah, if you put it that way, they, are, they were actually quite lenient yeah. to Loki. Huh? Like, every other major way.
0: card. Like, every other major card got like slammed like incredibly. And Loki was like, okay, well, he still does the same thing and all the same decks work, but you have to work a little harder for it.
3: Okay, but we do have to, uh, one more point we need to throw in here, like uh, about Loki is that as much as I believe and I guess you guys believe as well that it's like on the list, top of the list, right? It's not top of the list because of how Simple it is to play. You, you get what I'm trying to say. Play. Like it's it's busted, but it's difficult busted. So I, uh, yeah, I, is there a reason to put it one tier lower? That, that's no. something that I'm thinking no, about here. No. Okay. We're talking I about the best of the best. If, you're you're the all these decks. if yeah. you look at the stats,
2: if you look at the stats, <laughs> this is like like Loki slam. is not near, not near <laughs> like even probably two or three of the top decks. But that's because as they've nerfed the cards around him and Loki, like the deck has become more reliant on you actually knowing what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, like...
0: So, I also think Loki-Wolf is a significantly worse deck than Loki-Elsa.
3: It oh, is, actually. Much, yeah. like, like, even much. when... It's Hulk a close version of it.
0: So, like, it, like, it's weaker to Lockdown now, right? Like, lo- Loki-Elsa yes. didn't give a shit about Lockdown.
3: And Loki-Wolf yeah. definitely cares about Lockdown. Yeah. And, yeah, Loki-Wolf is actually the more difficult deck to play, but mm-hmm. it's not the more difficult deck because I... Purposefully wanted to play a more difficult deck. It's because, like, this is the better version post nerf, yeah. and yeah. it yeah. just Chilled happens Elsa. to be more difficult. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, like, obviously, if I had the Elsa and, like, the pre nerf Loki, no one would be even thinking of doing this bounce thing. So, okay. So, Loki Wolf, we should rank also then. Where does Loki yes, Wolf go on should. the list? I think lower than Zabu, honestly.
0: I mean, definitely lower than Zabu. I think lower than, like, bounce. I,
1: would be, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. In, ter-
0: in terms of, like, raw power, like, yes, it would beat Bounce. But, like, in terms of raw power, I think Bounce was a better deck.
3: Early life, I play Loki, Loki, I get a four 4-0 iron, iron. Yeah, okay. Fine. Fine. It's so hard <laughs> <weird. Like, laughs> I think stupid. If you're, I don't
2: know. I to say, if yeah. you're going on pure, like, this is the tier list, we're going to play these decks against each other, I think these should be one and two. If that's what oh, we're I don't ranking. Think so. If we're I, ranking on pure power level, then I think. You could make an argument for Loki Elsa being one. I don't think you can make an argument for Werewolf Loki so I, being. So I think Loki's yeah. I
0: think in pure Power, Zabu beats the living crap out of Loki Wolf and beats Loki Wolf head dead.
3: I yeah. do think it double lock. Loki Wolf loses nightmare. the head to head. Also, yeah. honestly, yeah. yeah, I think
2: power level what? yeah, like. All right, the so, thing that Werewolf would not like at all is Spider Man absorbing Man
3: shenanigans. Yeah, so, so question: That's so bad for this day. Yeah. Loki Wolf or Thanos strong? Oh, good question. So, oh, definitely gosh. Thanos
1: jaw. I don't think yeah, it's I lean
3: Thanos jaw. Definitely. Okay. I also actually lean Thanos jaw. Right. I'll agree, All right.
1: but like I don't know. Definitely, like, it's pretty close, isn't it? I don't I think, think it's close.
3: No? I, I think I it's I close. can
0: see it being close. It's hard. Like, if <sighs> <sighs> yeah. you realize
3: the only difference is Elsa and the three-five Loki, right? But that makes the wall of difference. If you think of the curve and everything. So yeah. okay. So then what we're then we're putting Loki above bounce.
0: <laughs> So Loki Wolf above bounce, yeah, so it's yeah. number four. So Loki is number one and number four
3: on the list. One and four. All right, I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that makes yeah. sense. But the, the, I, I
2: would again say I think the saddest thing about doing this list as we sit here is that I think if we actually played a tournament with these decks in these forms, I think these two decks would be favored to be the finish first and second. I, agree. I really I, do. I
0: think Sabu is right there with them.
1: We should do. I, a, the problem like is that Loki up. can
2: just do whatever your deck's doing enough of the time better than you that so Z- Loki on just 4 having is Loki enough Loki in the card okay wait actually I think, okay, wait, actually, I think is Glazer's right Loki here the more three. I think about it yeah
3: yeah yeah because Loki on 4 versus full power Zabu is yeah. very different from Loki on 3 yeah yeah. yeah. yeah it's very different yeah yeah that's, that's a good
2: point. point fair enough
3: that's a good I think Glazer made a right point there because yeah, like my whole my whole pitch was that you Loki on 3 you Zabu lay that Zabu mm-hmm. on 4 and all your 4 costs cost 1 you play everything on 5 but you can't do that if you Loki on 4 right so yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Alright, so I guess it's first and third place then if you hit to hit them. <laughs> this uh,
1: is silly. Future podcast idea. Take these standings and rankings and then create a tournament and then figure oh, out one on one. So it would if, be, fun. be fun. If we could. No no no, no just oh just talk like, about the matchups the like like And things, then we make yeah. uh,
0: then we need to go to sixteen. Do you have the whole list, yet? <laughs> yeah, I have the whole
2: list. You told him to it take was, them off. We can do bracketology.
0: It's like look, 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 all right, <laughs> we're gonna reconvene at some point relatively soon and do bracketology
2: with this. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, you could when you're listening back through it, I'm sure we could figure out what oh, the yeah. last yeah. six. Some were. of
3: the decks on this list are just like so far gone, right? Like you look at yeah. you look at the like the like the black bolt stature, and you look at all these other decks, you're just like, Oh my gosh.
2: I can't believe these were just
3: once the be best here.
0: decks in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean but yeah. but except for the Broodney deck.
3: Those were our favorite yeah. metas. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So and like there I is would something this is there. one of my favorite me, metas. The brood me meta was a terrible other than the
2: brood
0: me deck. <laughs> That's fair. It was just that deck was really annoying. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the brood that was super annoying for me. Yeah. So Yeti, could Agreed. you read us the top 10 starting with 10
1: and ending at Loki? All right, so we got Death Wave at 10, W Thanos at 9. Wait, no we don't. Nine. Yeah, we, no we don't. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. We got Leech Leader at 10. Yep. I didn't pump those off. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll do I it. I was going from you. 12. Leech? All right. no, 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 no. Leech Leader, and then Evo Lockjaw, Thanos Valhalla, Surfer, Shuri, Bounce, Loki Werewolf, Thanos Jaw, Zabu, and Loki Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was so, keeping the whole list.
0: So what I've learned from this is that Black Swan is going to be Insanely
3: broken. Oh, the zero make the one cost. Yeah, cards make cost the one cost zero, cards cost. Yeah, zero Black
2: too. Swan is. I hope not going to actually ever release in that state. That card's yeah. stupid. That's <laughs> like. like please
3: what's no. What's, what's the text and stats again? For two, the card? two, three. It's like two,
2: three. On review.
0: <laughs> Next turn, your one cost cards cost zero.
3: Oh, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. It's, yeah, it's, no, that's not. Please no.
0: Like <laughs> what I've learned from this is that that is going to be the best card in the game. <laughs>
2: it will be if it releases like that that will be easily the best card
0: well cause we have to assume they're gonna nerf nerf, nerf, nerf Loki nerf Loki at some point right
2: <laughs> who knows they seem to love Loki
3: you play that card on I was just thinking of the the, the Thanos iterations like you go like wow you go like I don't know Thanos Lockjaw Time back. Stone on 3 Time Stone plus Black Swan on 3 then you offload Prof or whatever and Stones on on 4 like Oh. it's crazy you draw a new hand then you play a five and then yeah it's, it's crazy oh, yeah?
0: you play werewolf on four and then yeah. you play
3: that and a couple ones
2: on five yeah spiral sold me on it in thanos i was just thinking about how broken it would be in any iteration of bounce in bounce
3: as well right it's yeah. like it's, 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 is like, it's the second it's actually not even a it's like a second beast actually yeah yep. and it complements beast as well it's like yes. almost actually, a better yeah, beast because right, right, you don't it.
2: have to play it like on a curve like you can play it on turn five and then just whatever cards you've drawn since still get discounted. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, it's crazy. card's nuts. I, please, I I hope to God that doesn't actually release that way. It's,
0: all right. So yeah. luckily there are no insane power scaling cards coming on the horizon. Although this does sort of explain why Blob is so good, because power scaling is like the second strongest thing you can do in the game. Yep. Yeah. And then everything else is just like good stats win, right? Yeah. Although we should look. Hang on. Uh, how many? How often does Shang-Chi show up on this list?
2: Not that often. Not that Let's often. Right? often? In the in
0: often.
2: the move deck. Well, I don't know. The top three decks all have it, right? <laughs> it's not a <laughs> I said... deck.
3: Actually, she's coughed then. Actually, coughed then. Yeah. Thing no, I was, I was, I was around Single around actus. It's in the it's in the bounce. Yeah, it's coughed then. Actually, it's in the it's in stats. the it's in, it's in, Zabu.
2: in
0: both, Thanos, in,
3: both of the earlier it's in Thanos, in Thanos Lockjaw. yeah, yeah, actually, it's everywhere. Shang Chi yeah. is okay. just a uh, universal necessity. Yeah. yeah, well, power scaling, <laughs> right? It's it. Shang Chi yeah. is in its own way power scaling, right?
0: Yeah, yeah it's descaling. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. All right, that All is right. it for our list. We are now on to our variant of the week, and we picked our favorite variant for what we thought the most broken card was ever. Who's got this first Zabu? And I didn't bother pulling old art; that's too much work. But
1: that Who's... is mine. You are. I think that Tell Zabu us. comes out in February. The Kai. It does. bundle. Nice. Lundel- yeah, that one is nice. I'm a big fan of his. I actually have a signed print of his right behind my computer. Uh, nice. But I really like that. I do think Loki on release is probably be. more broken, and I would have picked the Venomized Loki as my favorite variant, but I couldn't pass this one up. So,
0: all right. Let's talk more about Zabu, peaceful.
2: Yeah, this is my Savage Land. I know it's you, everybody's got this one. It came in the season pass, but I don't care. I love this variant. My other favorite is the nice. Dan Hip. I actually have my favorite split on the Dan Hip one, but I do love the Zabu. I'm a big Savage Land man. All right, Lamby, tell us about your favorite Loki.
3: Yeah, so I have, I think, almost all the Loki variants. I bought them really quickly. Like I. I I I like this card a lot. Uh this art in particular. Okay, so I'm I've been a huge fan of for the longest time of like more mystifying, serious looking art. And this is both serious and mystifying, right? He looks like he's like in a realm of uh of like, I don't know, of something and then doing magic stuff. Uh, I just I just think like Justina's art style is is like totally up my alley. Uh and yeah, I mean Loki's the to me the most busted card in the game and this is my Favorite art style. Ah, uh, Venom. Before it's well Venomized Loki was quite close for me, but uh, I I prefer this one. I picked the hip Elsa Bloodstone. I
0: think Loki is probably the most broken card in the game. It's a toss up between Loki and Zabu even at this point to me. Um, but I picked original Elsa as mine just because I didn't want to pick the same thing. And I think original Elsa is fairly comfortably the third most broken card in the history of Marvel stat. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. I picked the hip one because I love hip art. Uh, I did not like hip art when I first started playing and my son watches me play Marvel Snap sometimes and he loves Dan Hip from Teen Titans Go and now it's like a thing we bonded Mm -hmm. over and Dan Hip is my favorite artist and I think it's amazing.
3: That is cool. You want to add like Dan Hip art is like slowly growing on because i'm the same as you i wasn't like the biggest dan hip fan ever when i started but like his recent releases i really like like you know the leader of the huge yes hits.
2: yeah yeah
3: so like like i'm not a biggest fan of his style but like his recent releases have all been quite up my alley
2: well, yeah it's funny for me like i think like four of my first five variants i got for free were all dan hip and i was like ugh, i hated them mm-hmm. and now i think like I don't know. There's like seven or eight of my like favorite cards that my favorite variant is a Dan. I mean, hip. The, the Mobius. Yeah. The Mobius is fantastic. It's a little
0: alligator <laughs> logo. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. I have the freaking jet ski Mobius and I still use the, yep. the Dan hip Mobius. I wish I didn't buy that bundle, but yet here we are.
0: Oh, here we are. All right. Let's mm-hmm. move into our final from, this is almost certainly our longest episode ever. Our <laughs> friend Savage Eddie Savage Eddie YT on Twitter tell us about why our friend should subscribe to you.
1: Yeah, I do weekly bundle breakdowns for all the bundles that are coming out, um, with the data mine data. So I do updated videos when they do get changed. I do deck videos, fun decks, meta decks, mostly oh. from other creators. I'm actually doing a video on the Ronin deck that Lambie posted, I think earlier today. Spoiler, um, me too. <laughs> it's been fun. It's good. So I've it's had a good time. Good. So I'll be making a video uh, on yeah. that. Um, yeah, Marvel Snap stuff. Just check out my YouTube.
0: Alright. You should follow Yeti. Yeti's channel works fundamentally as, like, a companion channel to mine fairly often, so if you're following me, you should just be following Yeti. Um, like, a lot of the decks that I talk about, he's got gameplay for. Um, a lot of the bundles where I'm like, that bundle's good. I'm literally just telling you what Yeti says. Like, his channel is incredible. You should a thousand percent be subscribed to him. And he's, like, the nicest guy in the game. So... Like, people think it's Drewberry, but they just don't know Yeti yet. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Savage Yeti Gaming at YouTube.
3: But next up, Lambie. All right, uh, so this time I remember my handle. You can find <laughs> me on youtube.com slash Gaming. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash TV. And if you want, like, my insights and my deck list and stuff, you can find me on x.com slash GG. Thank you. So, I mean, I don't know. Oh, the hard sell. The hard no, sell. Yeah, I'm right? trying to I figure hard out hard how sell. to hard sell you at this point. It's no, like... I just realized I forgot about the hard sell part. Uh, I mean, I'm likely the best player in the game. I mean, yeah, right, pretty see. much. <laughs> I was gonna ask. You. Like... All right. Do you think, think that you are I the best draw. player in the game? Do you feel that like? Uh, I mean, to be completely frank, there is very there's always someone that is better than you i mean i think i'm great all right but like there's always someone that can be better than you but i haven't found them yet so but there will be someone so like but there will be there will be i just haven't found it yet like the evidence is
0: fairly overwhelming right like yeah. Yeah. it's just like like you can argue that someone else is better than lamby and like i i mean like like like, i guess i'd probably think johnson is the second best right now but that would be my pick of like people that actually play snap right like Mm Moyen and so on but like he doesn't play um but like so but like there's no like evidence to claim that johnson's better or like i don't know who else is really really great um swen is better right like it's just there's like you're just arguing to argue at that point you're being like i Mm -hmm. think they're better why because i think so like all the evidence is
3: Pointing at Lambie, right? Like, just let, I think, let it I be. think. Uh, I guess. I guess since we're on this hard sell point, let let me just make one more point I think a lot of people don't realize why I'm very confidently saying things like I'm better or I'm best. I'm not like someone that never loses or never make mistakes. I actually make a lot of mistakes, by the way, a lot. But when it comes to winning, right? I think I know how to win harder than. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of players in Marvel Snap, and that is one thing that I don't think anyone can take away from me. I'm very good at knowing how to win. I mean, uh, the... in in any situation. Oh. So I think that's one of my biggest traits. I know my uh, hard sell. The two very best games of Marvel Snap I've
0: ever seen played were you. Uh, there's the one, uh, and I don't even remember it well. There's the one where you came back against Den. Oh yeah. And then there's the one that you beat Johnson at the
3: Congress. Because oh, those are just some examples of knowing how to win. Yeah, yeah. you had no some business say. of winning either of those games.
0: Like none yeah.
3: whatsoever. You like <laughs> any, like literally
0: anyone else I know would have lost those matches in those games in those times. Yeah. And that you just like that's my heart. So like that uh, it's unbelievable. Also like it's so hard for me to imagine anyone who follows me not following you. There's seven players in all of Marvel Snap that if they release a deck, a video happens immediately. And number one, two, three, four, and five on that list, not to uh, quote Sino, but who's quoting KRS-One, is Landy, right? Like, it's just, it's, like, it's just, there's no reason to not, like, follow his stuff. And a lot of, like, my favorite content that I've ever made is covering his stuff and being like, here's how you do that. Because even analyzing it and breaking breaking it down, and I really realized this with Valhalla, but I didn't know it, until silky smooth when silky smooth mm. came out and i was explaining it to people i realized how many different like small tricks there were that you were building into things you did and how many different like play lines there were and like what you could do when and how different things in the meta interplayed differently and getting to explain that made me better at making the kind of content i like to make which is like lectury explaining content and like because mm. i had to think about it that way i so The coolest thing, I was so proud of myself. Um, You did the Ronin write-up, right? You did the Ronin video, and then you tweeted the write-up. I wrote up, I like to write up my turn-by-turn guide and my card replacements before I read your thing, and then I just, like, go over, like, I call them, like, Lambie notes, just your notes on the deck. And I had 90% of the notes like i was like oh this I appreciate is that, i was like oh yeah. this isn't a ronin deck this is a maximus deck and then like i read the notes and i'm like hey it's a maximus deck it's like oh spider ham could be anyone as long as it's it's something you don't care about killing a kill mugger hey that's in the notes too and i was just like oh shit look at that like i've explained it so much at this point that i like like i've gotten the concept it's made me a better content creator so it's awesome
3: yeah i appreciate i appreciate that like you you always get me on here to do this as well because like i enjoy it as well you know love having yeah all right
0: oh i clicked the wrong button there you go mr c
2: it's me so you can find me on twitch.tv slash peaceful c you can find me on youtube at apparently peaceful c9294 i need to update that probably Dude, don't I?
0: why is
3: it anyway, <laughs> I, I think, think it's just a random, the random thing because there's
2: on. other peaceful c's <laughs> Yeah, shh. Oh. we'll fix that at some point. I didn't even realize that was a thing. That shows you how technologically advanced I am. If you are not interested in learning how to be more technologically advanced, I have a pretty good channel for Snap stuff. That's my hard sell no that's um, it <laughs> i really enjoy i enjoy doing deck guides um basically like teaching content that's that's my favorite mm-hmm. thing to do that's why i do the series with Lammy. Yeah, if you're someone who likes to learn about decks before you play them kind of get a feel for what you're getting into get opinions on whether you should pick up new cards that sort of thing i'm a great channel to follow if you like good vibes and that sort of thing i feel like my my uh my twitch streams a really good place to be we listen to a lot of cool music and uh have a lot of fun conversations talk about a lot of a lot of cool stuff so So
0: I'm going to speak as an educator for a minute. I'm a teacher in real life. Um, Not that this isn't real life, but you know what I mean. Like my full time (laughs) job is teacher. So in terms of getting better at Marvel Snap, I mean, this is no disrespect to the people who do it. Most of the content that's like, here's a deck. They talk about the deck for two minutes and they show you five games with it is completely and utterly useless as far as getting better at Marvel Snap. It's nice. It's fun. It doesn't make you better in any way, shape or form. The exception to that is peaceful, because he always takes wow. a teaching lens to it, where most people are just like, "Here's what I did," and peaceful always explains why he's doing it, what his thought processes are. He makes it a, a replicable. I'm gonna pretty sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but he makes mm-hmm. it a replicable experience. Whereas a lot of those deck guide videos, which are wonderfully entertaining content, and I watch an awful lot of them, are not necessarily useful if your goal is improvement um watching oh, a stream is different watching like <laughs> lamby stream or peaceful stream you can 100 percent learn from because the interactivity is there and they're talking through processes but those youtube videos that are like this deck is great here is the blah isn't like as far as learning <laughs> and the reason i like yeti's guides and this is like sorry i know this is peaceful section but the reason i like yeti's guides is is because reasonably often our pieces work as companions. So you get the, like, turn-by-turn turn from me and then the in action from him. And if you're doing both of those, like, it grows you as a player. I think, like, watching content is fun. It should obviously be fun. But, like, if our goal is improvement, our goal in life should fundamentally always be being better at something, then using your entertainment to get better is important. And
1: I've never had three better guests for that than now.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. I appreciate that, man. Also, I will say the uh, next level series that these guys it's have. So good. It's really good. And there are things that, like, even the Tilt uh, episode, I thought I knew a lot about because they play poker and all that stuff. Um, but hearing things articulated from other people is actually really helpful. So for sure, go and listen. To, I have to go back and listen to some episodes Me that too. I missed. But uh, for sure, check that out. Nice.
0: I need a refresher That's on nice. cube management. I haven't played enough Serious Conquest in a while because, honestly, since the school year started, I've been fairly casual. But,
3: like, I need to... Oh, we need, we need to, to do another of that video soon. So that video is just a surface, super surface yeah. level. Yeah, well, but, we can...
2: Yeah, let me actually put that on my notes. I meant to ask you about that. Yeah. But, so,
3: thanks for the shout-on
2: that, guys. Look, it's probably,
0: like, bluntly, the best series in Snap, right? Like, if if again, if your goal is improvement, there's nothing
2: better out there. Yeah. There damn that's a pretty high compliment
3: it, it's true right like Thanks, it's just dude. true it's... I agree with Glazer actually like I've, I've watched so much snap content mm-hmm. but like what we do like me and you peaceful what we do is is unique mm-hmm. it's right. like it's very weird to say this about my own channel right but it's actually quite unique so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna agree I mean I love it it's just one of those things I it's
2: nice to hear other people agree
3: that's all I agree, I agree. You guys. so I'm going to
2: be arrogant in my
0: own way now um I think I'm top tier at getting people to infinite, but not getting people beyond that level. What you guys do is so far above and beyond what I do. But I think I'm like top of the line. Like everyone who watches my videos, basically as long as they like interact, hits infinite. And like, that's not like a high bar for us. Right. But for a lot of people, it's really, really hard. And like, I get people there and you get people to where it's just like infinite. What's
1: infinite. That's easy. And that's so much better. Yeah, if you guys, for those of you who watch my channel, if you guys watched and liked my uh, poker comparison, poker Marvel Snap. So their mm-hmm. videos are the same thing, except way more in depth. Oh, I should watch more better. of their
3: stuff. I love watching like the poker reference stuff, mm-hmm. like, was, to card games. And back stuff. when
1: Marvel Snap came out, I did a few uh, kind of talking about pot odds and things, and how oh, to calculate I it. Nice.
0: Just, I have a really good idea for you. Mm-hmm. We'll talk after this. All um, right. Let's wrap this up because we are approaching three hours. All right. So oh, yeah. oh. please, <laughs> you know, Lambie episodes are always the longest. Um, all right. So r- please, please, please remember to follow our three guests, Lambie, Peaceful, and Yeti. I have to quickly thank our Patreons. We've got Models, Pretty Chill, Fathor Newman, Love Newman, follow him too while you're at it, Inc., No Flex, Mandatory Bur- Burnout, Matt Conduit, Josh Apodaca, Rob Silverman, Matt H., Rob Rivern, Abigail Geeslin. Direwolf and our homie, Min.
2: Oh, Min.
0: I Hello love Min. Min. He's such yeah. a good person. All right. That's it for this week. We'll see you next with another Snap Take. Thanks for the support. We appreciate you. Peace. Peace, Peace you guys. Oh, yeah.